This latest episode of Press Pause Radio is dedicated in the memory of Ryan Davis, a great man that we unfortunately lost within the beginning of July. He will be remembered fondly, and may his memory carry on in the work of everyone who participates in the world of video games. A man who touched the souls of everyone, whether you personally knew him or not. We'd all like to send our condolences to his family and his wife. On behalf of Press Pause Radio, every day will be Tuesday. Thanks again, Ryan. I'm not surprised. Jorts. Short weather, y'all. Jorts. 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 That's just what I want you guys to all just fucking start chanting. No. No. Nope. No, not happening. Sorry. I, I, will not, I will not support jorts. No, I will. I only wear khaki shorts. Thank you very much. Yeah, this New York State, like the, I don't know, I just, I just, I, I assume, yeah, I just assume Ohio is just like one of the fucking, like, pioneers of jorts. Just cut off jeans. And no. Born husk and. No, Whoa. no, we we wear uh, what do we wear? What are they called? Carhartts? Maybe cut off Carhartts. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Wait, what are Carhartts? Like, like awful creatures. Still beating hearts warm. from automobiles? <laughs> no, they're no. like they're like pants made for farmers by farmers. I don't know. They're made yeah, and, for and, farmers and, and, like, by oh, farmers. And, like, and, and like overalls. People wear like the overalls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it's like Fubu, but for fucking 4H. Yeah. Oh shit, man! God damn it! That fucking write that down. <laughs> Seriously, write that down. Put a quotation mark around that. Get that shit out there, man. You'll be famous for that. I want to make an because there, there's like a farmermeat.com for farmers that they advertise up here. Oh what? shit! Yeah, no, there's not. Yes, there, is, it like, is, is it like ChristianMingles.com? No. It's like farmers? it's like Christian Mingles, but it's for farmers. I'm not oh, shooting you. I've fuck. seen the, I've seen the commercial for it on late night TV. It's for yeah, it's like farmermeat.com. I kind of want to make an AmishMeat.com just because it's the dumbest idea. Yeah. You could wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Hold on. AmishMeat.com, like, you want to sell meat that's produced from, like, uh, Amish culture or Amish meat like no. other Amish people meet each other? Other Amish no, 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 like, Amish right. people, like, get on some meat. Like, you know, like, get down. Oh, on it. Amish porn. <laughs> well, no, no, no. For it. There's but, a market for Amish, dirty Amish books. I've seen it at the Amish stores. They sell, like... Like smut, smut novels with like, Amish erotica. Yeah, there's Holy a Amish shit. erotica. It's freaking weird. But hold I on, I, I I just figured that Amish people it. don't see each other unless it's Rum Springer. Then they fucking go meet each other. So is this website for like people who aren't like authentic Amish? No, I like, want to make Lincoln it for, Amish. No, I want to make it for Amish. You have to verify by how many cows and chickens that you have and the acreage of your corn plot. Wait, what's the criteria to be Amish though? I want. I want to know if there is a, a scale or horse and buggy. Of... Horse and buggy. 
horse and buggy. Uh, that has to be on there, yeah. Very oh, little electricity. Hold on, what about for the snooty blue bloods who still travel by horse and buggy and wear monocles and go, mm, yes! They, those, I, are, those are not Amish. I, I think they've gotten to the point of inbreeding where they probably can't listen to podcasts anymore, so I don't think we have to worry about them. Hmm. <laughs> Good show. Good show. Thanks. Amish cast. Amish cast. That's the next, that's the next Press Pause Radio Sister podcast. <laughs> uh, funny enough, they don't know how to record. They have no electricity. It wouldn't happen ever. <laughs> funny enough, uh, Weird Al Yankovic just recently came down here for our fucking county fair. So he performed uh, recently on stage, and I believe he performed Amish Paradise. And yeah, that's funny. Yeah, we have a fucking county fair that reminds us that like it brings it out the brings in people that actually are are decent people. Like our county fair is probably like some country singer who's you know already drunk the moment he gets off his tour van because you know obviously they don't have a tour bus anymore it's a tour van uh, uh yeah like kenny wayne shepherd i think is in town for the rock and rib cook-off guys you guys want oh is that already happened i think we missed I think it. that already happened god damn it, it happened, i missed it again it happened this weekend because uh we were gone for it motherfucker i missed it first eddie money now this god damn it <laughs> god damn no, it. uh past fair acts that were worth of note include poison and beach boys oh, oh poison <laughs> You got good. You got good. Damn. Yeah, dude. They're like just ridiculous acts. But mostly if you want a reminder of how horrible of a human being you are for allowing yourself to be sucked into the fucking cultureless torrent that is this fucking spot of California and where you'll see nothing but reminders of all the fucking drug peddling stupid people you stuck your dick in and and everything else that's wrong and shameful in, in this lifetime. Yeah, the Stanislaus County Fair is fucking the place to be. Yeah, especially but you if you have a lot of money that you you just you're, you're telling yourself, man, what do I do with all of this money? Where can I spend it? There you go. There's See, the a... difference is, is you'll get poison, and we'll get that band that sang that girl is poison. <laughs> so... Bell, Bell, dude, if Bell if Bell Biv DeVoe came to our county fair, I would be on that stage so fast. It'd be <laughs> like I was accepting my diploma. I'm kind of sad I'm that serious. you know who It'd the hell amazing. sang that song. <laughs> of course I do, man. I'm a proct of the '90s. Are you kidding me? You you name a R and B song. I bet I could probably tell you who sang it. So are we doing a compare and contrast to where? It'd be well, like... No, I no, I I want I want I want our two listeners to send me in R and B songs, and I'll guess the artist. I won't look it up. I promise. Oh, dude, I got this. Don't worry. All right, cool. No, no, I hear him type in the background. I don't like that. You ain't Alfred. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you ain't you ain't the real deal. <laughs> bring it up, Oracle. Bring it up. Yeah, but anyway, um, I don't know, um. For, I don't know, just like for every great act, we get something stupid like fucking O-Town or P.O.D., but like... See, those are still okay bands, I think, to have a like, have You, you seriously okay must not know, Mansfield's lucky to get that knockoff Elvis guy who got like 30th at the National Elvis knockoff competition. <laughs> it's actually called the, the National <laughs> Elvis knockoff It's actually held in Canada. It was just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> So, really? Don't ask. So he's not even you. an American Elvis. He's a Canadian. No, he's not. He's not. We don't get anything here. So, winner of the most board on Craigslist goes to you, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> Craigslist? No, Reddit. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I think it's it's time we get this fucking the show on yeah. on the show I'm, go. I'm, cha- I'm chafing in this chair right now. <laughs> Fucking dude, you're chafing in, in nearly that. anything you put your fucking body in. I, I'm, I'm chafing while I'm standing up. I know. Let, let's just move on. <laughs> All right. Well, well you're listening to Press Polish Radios. I, I just uh, completely. I understand we were completely irrelevant for like five minutes, but you're listening. We to were our... not recording that. Please. 
Oh, come on now. <laughs> he does that shit every time. Every time. Uh, so yeah, you're, so you're listening to our uh, our Games Club for The Last of Us. And, you know, I, I if the relevance, if anything, would point out the fact that I think we deserve the post-apocalypse if we fucking live life like that. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it, n- n- nothing says first world problems better than us arguing about our county fairs <laughs> while we're going to talk about games that involves, like, you know, uh, you know, the world 20 years after a pandemic. It's like, yeah, sure. These are the problems we had back before all this happened. It, we were it, upset it, it, about people that performed at our county fairs. Yeah. And, and I kind of want to uh, just to point out James Stuper. Yeah, I want to skip the apocalypse. I want to go post like go from like peace to post apocalypse. I don't I really don't want to go through the oh, apocalypse. Oh, shit, oh, shit, guys. Oh, shit, guys. Next Sunday, one night only in Columbus, Ohio. I see. Welcome to Press Pause Radio's uh, current games club. Uh, it's 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 been quite a journey in the making, mostly because there there isn't. I don't I don't know if video game developers have gotten the memo to include a uh, safer Andrew mode in in terms of fucking playing the game. But yeah, we're there. We got yeah. it. It's done. Yeah, I mean that game should really say, hey, like we know you're a baby and you can only play on easy difficulty, but really don't try it on normal because you're gonna have a hard time. And then I would say, okay. I kind of want. But in all honesty, I I know some really respected people in the industry who had to drop it down to easy. So I'm not the only one. No, I yeah, I I'm I'm interested to get into talking about that. But yeah, no, I kind of want. If I was I was joking around, I was kind of trying to think up of some names to uh, call this mode. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with stick with Peggle mode. So that that's my <laughs> name. So, okay. Nice. Uh, that's not bad. I like if that. anybody else wants to, to hop in on that, it's just baby mode. That's what we always call it. I know, but baby mode. I think we. I think it's time for a change. I think we always. Is it offensive it... to babies? Is that what you're? We'll call it Call of Duty mode because, let's face it, Call of Duty campaigns are stupid easy. We can call it you know, Amish mode, and they won't care because they won't know about it. Like like a mode that's so easy, it's made for the Amish. Yes. That's that's yeah yeah exactly. I don't care for that because imagine because it, it'd be like them playing Surgeon Simulator with just the controller. They couldn't figure out how to hold it in their hands. You can play Surgeon Simulator with a controller. No, no, I'm saying that's what it would oh, look like if God. they tried to use any controller. No, you can. It says in the thing, but I says, would rather not. Bullshit! Are you? It serious? does. It says. It says you can oh, play it with a controller, God. but they prefer not to. I prefer Fuck. not to. I don't see I how you like... could. But anyways, um, no, I think Amish mode is, it's so easy, you don't even require electricity to turn on your system, so you just should <laughs> not bother playing it. I just yeah. feel like we're profiling still, I don't know about it. Oh yeah, we, the whole time we have we're, been. We're, yeah, we're exactly, like, we're skirting some dangerous edges here, I'm telling you, there's, there's an Amish person right now who's throwing off his fucking headphones in anger and saying, fuck these guys, and he's gonna write, he's gonna write up his little blog on LiveJournal, and he's gonna... No, that... That, that really com- that completely defeats the purpose of Amish. I, yeah, I, I think he would take off his headphones, throw them on the ground, and say, "Ah, devil!" <laughs> I wish I had electricity so I could actually listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah. are, oh, well, hold on. Is there can there not be like a a genesis of new Amish, kind of like there's the New Testament? Can no, we, I think we... I think George is thinking of Mennonites, which are different from Amish because yeah. they're allowed to use electricity. And Mennonites, Mormons. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, I know I share a beard with both of them, so that's that's like the common ground that right. I fucking share with these people. So, yeah, um, I I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go with stick with Peggle. It's one of those moments where, even though I'm not afraid to skirt the the fucking boundaries of being politically correct, those dudes really haven't done anything, you know, to make me want to uh, be offensive. I guess. Oh, just well, I don't know. I don't even think we're being offensive. Just I don't know. I'm in, I I'm just, in an oddly friendly mood today. I don't know. I just know I played the entire game on normal. So I did as well. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that bad. <sighs> Okay, yeah, I'm the baby then. That's okay, but I already knew that going in. But let's uh let's go ahead and introduce the folks we've got on show. We got on tap for tonight. So we've got uh Andrew Baby. A- Andrew a- Baby, yep. Andrew Baby. Ba- baby likes games. Baby like if you just imagine the, the Gerber baby and then and then fucking <laughs> toast space. And no no, imagine the Gerber baby, then imagine if I ate that baby. <laughs> that's what it would look like. That'd be me. <laughs> oh man, all right, we're we've already uh We've already stooped down to baby eating. Wonderful. Yep. Hey, we're there again. So, uh, then, yep. And then, uh, we've got, uh, me, myself, and I. Uh, I'm pro, pro not baby eating. Uh, I have, I have found them to, I don't know. It's like, it's just biting into like a fucking radish. It's just like, it's hard and mushy in areas you don't want, like a plum. Yeah. Eating babies are like eating plums. It's you just gotta, like, gross. dodge the ribs. That's the crunchy part. You just gotta dodge those. Jesus Christ, that got really bad really quick. <laughs> it, got, it got real dark real quick. So James, <laughs> James is the other guy, um, um, the antithesis of dark, if you will. I prefer my baby meat with mint jelly and a side of okra. I've never had okra, you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna confess that to you guys. It's not good. It's really not. <laughs> it is one of those things you resort to. Is like, uh, oh well, throw it in anyways. Well, I'm in the south, and that's the only. <laughs> Plant that grows, so I'm gonna eat okra. <laughs> I my rule is if you can cover it in hot sauce, you can make it good. Well, that's, that's my rule. I don't really eat hot sauce because I am a diaper baby when it comes to hot things. No, I'm a uh... diaper baby. <laughs> I love I love the double negative right there. Yeah. Like uh, a flying pilot. I'm a flying pilot, you guys. Hey, <laughs> old people wear diapers too. Damn it. I okay, know that I, for I, a fact. Yeah, I guess there is some clarification that need to be there. Okay. Yeah. So, fun fact: uh, every time they drop the ball in Madison Square Garden, uh, people who are there for the event are required to wear diapers because the event is so full of people that that the the population of the uh, attendees are are too overwhelming to accommodate proper bathroom and safety. So, yeah, you are given a diaper and are expected to I, wear it. No, I think they're doing that because they want it to probably be like like what. Father time, and, and then there's the baby that brings in the new year. They're probably just supposed to have it as like a novelty, like, hey, hey, we got diaper, get it? It's New and York. Then people, so just... and, and then drunk New Yorkers just started to piss and shit in them. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> New York, so they just piss and shit in the street. So it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I love how you distinguish New York <laughs> between New York and drunk New York. Like, these are decisions I, I assume drunk New York is capable of. Agreed. Uh, and then we, we've got a guest. James brought him. He's, I don't, I don't know, Bert? Hi, his name. Yeah, Bert. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, hi. It's it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing, sir? 
Oh, I'm good. Can't complain. Have you Hot heard the, the show balls before? right now? Yeah, I've listened to bits and pieces of it. Ah, well, when then. I'm <laughs> playing Rogue Legacy and trying not to throw my headset across the room. He's one of the cast members from the ne- the Critical Fail podcast. It's coming out soon. Yeah, he's he's the one that gets bleeped a lot. He's the one that gets bleeped a lot, <laughs> and yeah, I argue with all the time. Much. Pretty much, George, he's he's my equivalent of me to you, where he just argues with me all the time. That's pretty much what, what Bird is. Oh, that so that immediately makes him better than you, right? I could be nicer <laughs> to him, right? Yeah, to be a my friend. <laughs> well, yeah. So, man, The Last of Us. Why don't we get why don't we get fucking started up on that train? Yes, please. so excited to talk about this game seriously when did you beat it andy like when was the last when did you actually complete the game uh last week last week andy okay. was the last of us to beat it oh that's oh uh, topical hey yes. so that kind of makes me want to bring up a point that i'd like to share with all of you guys because uh andrew kind of uh rung something true that uh i don't know i, I just kind of want to share um so a lot of people really enjoy just the characterization cinematic like the cinematic portrayal and presentation of the game is is almost unparalleled in in, in, in according to its peers and uh you know a lot of those people who wanted to experience it were almost lamenting the fact that they had to play it as a game and they didn't care for the game mechanics and they they were basically saying like fuck this I wish this was a movie that I could watch to the point where they've gone through the game just so they can splice and put together a movie out of the cinematics and they actually encourage people to look at that if if they don't think if they think they're too baby to play the game and that i don't know that boggles my mind and and i kind of want to talk about that when we get to the mechanics but i don't know how do you guys feel about that the fact that some people were so divisive over what what i feel were mechanics that i, I don't know i mean i can go into the detail but I, I let's just say i don't share that same sentiment like those mechanics no. A revolutionary. I, I think the people that complain about the mechanics are just stupid. I I, I would never complain complain about the mechanics, but I would never say that I enjoyed them so much to the point where I felt I never felt at ease with the gameplay because the gameplay was intense. It was meant to be intense. I was never meant to be like really calm, cool, and collected when I went in blasting. Like I just I didn't. So you know the most memorable experiences for me. I mean, there were combat experiences that I will remember, but, you know, I would I would like to have that ability to go back and experience those cutscenes again and see that acting and see the, you know, the emotions coming through and not have to play through the combat to get to it. That's not a bad thing. I wouldn't rely on that solely. Like, I wouldn't watch just the cutscenes and that's it. I would want to play through the whole game and experience it. But if I've been it, you know, once or twice already, I don't think it's a bad thing to want to do. 
I don't think they should offer it as just like that. Like you do this and only that though. That's, that's, that's the way it's being sold. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's just me in general. I mean, other than the difficulty is what is it about? Like to me right now, from what I've just heard you explain, it sounds like the combat didn't really speak to you or you didn't, you didn't, I don't know. You didn't find an adaption to it because like, I feel like it's something that requires you to adapt to it because it breaks certain conventions. But, um, or are, I would say it mostly refines them, but I don't know. Everybody, it's so funny because most people expected this to be like a, a reskinned Uncharted with zombies. And then some people were even pissed off that it wasn't a reskinned Uncharted with zombies. It, it, it never, it never once even showed itself that way. It's always, it's always showed itself as more of a stealth game than, than just a straight up shooter. I mean, even the first, the first gameplay video of this has Joel and Ellie sneaking around these guys. Yes, they do end up using guns. That's because they get seen. So this game has been shown as a stealth game more than anything else. Right, right now, um, with what James and George are saying, like, I have to agree because with an action game, you have that almost go-to getaway kind of gun or whatever like that. There's a quick turn like that. There's nothing in that, this game that does that. You're constantly on edge because if you get caught, you're caught. You have no way of getting away besides, you know, there's no dodge roll. There's no quick getaway. You can't just pop, bust out your shotgun and blow everything away and be like, okay, that was fun. I, mean, I was very happy that they had no, like, uh, shooting, like, in cover. Like, you know, you couldn't like, like, you couldn't, like, blind fire over cover like most third-person shooters. I was glad they didn't have that because, you know, what's the point? Like, you would hit absolutely nothing. Like, because in real life, if you shoot just blindly, it's not going to do you any bit of good unless you're, like, trying to lay down cover fire or, you know, just trying to create a, a diversion or something like that. Yeah, you can't. I, 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 I get what you're saying when you say, like, it, it does, like, you know, kind of redefine what, what that style of game should be or it kind of takes conventions because that's, the whole game does that. It takes conventions that you're kind of used to because, you know, you would assume that in a third-person game, you, you know, snap into cover, you, know, you pop off a few shots over cover, and then you, you know, quickly go to the next cover, and then, you know, that's all it is. It's, it's never meant to be like a, a, a game about shooting guns. I think your gun is really, like, we talked about when we were talking about what's in your console a couple episodes back, like, your gun is kind of your last resort. Like, yeah. you never really want to use your gun unless you absolutely have to. Joel- unless... I, I feel like that's if you're going against like human survivors or, mm-hmm. or anyone that's human. I think when you go against clickers or, or runners or any of those, I, I think I think weapons are, you know, I, I honestly go into it. I'm never really afraid of the clickers or runners because they're predictable. I think I'm always afraid of the humans because they're not. And I think I'm that's absolutely. what and, and I think that's kind of, yeah, that's what keeps you on the. Yeah, that's what keeps you on your toes, though. You know, like you get used to one kind of thing and then. You know, and it throws you into a different situation. Then you have to adapt. You have to change it up again. And that's why, why I said, like, it's never an easy moment. It's never a, you know, I feel comfortable because I'm always thinking, well, I don't know what to expect next. I don't know what's going to happen the next corner I turn. You know, and that's what makes it really on edge. And I can't really enjoy it because I'm so into that moment. But mm-hmm. I think that's what they're sure. trying to accomplish, though, honestly. Joel isn't an action hero, and you never feel like he is like this big gun-toting badass. He's just—he's a dude. He can die just the same as anybody else in that game can. I—I I, I did at the very end though, but we'll get to that when we talk about. It. But I felt yeah. by, by the end of it, I felt like, yeah, I was like, I will—I'll—I'll I'll destroy you. Like, I, I, oh man, that, that moment. Like, I, I can talk yeah. about a specific moment because I kind of alluded to it when we talked about it last time. But yeah, that when I was in that moment, like that was like that game had 
did something that no other game has done before. Like I was in that moment. I was, I was in that character's mind. Like I was in that experience like entirely. It was absolutely incredible. In that moment, I know exactly what you're talking about. He goes from survivor to man on a mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the see other event or uh, other uh, conventions like uh, Andrew's talked about, like blind fire is gone. Uh, hip fire. There's no hip fire. In fact, uh, that's how you reload. Um, I think the defining factor that kind of separates people who fall absolutely in love with the combat to those who aren't very fond of it is the tension that it builds. Uh, there, there are people that, that can, there, there's just a mentality that can completely immerse itself. Like when I see a combat situation and, and I feel like this is the way it's meant to be played. See, I agree. I prefer to go stealthy until I get caught. Or, you know, if, if I see an opportunity to where I feel like guns a-blazing would be the better way to go. And funny enough, like, I saw combat scenarios that I felt were, uh, much more, uh, paralleled for that. But this game, if anything, did very, very few but exceptional things to make me really enjoy its combat. I think the number one thing is that every weapon and every item that I came across, I have used. I have been able to make use of it or saw use out of it. And you can argue whether or not that's due large and by the fact that, that resources are limited as they are anyway, so you really are forced to make use of it. I felt like beyond just the sensation of resources, I mean, there is a smart way to play this game. I don't, I don't like saying, I mean, yeah, no, I do like saying, I do like saying that people are playing games wrong. But I mean, like, the, the Last of Us isn't so outlandish to where you can't skirt by and play it your own way. But I felt like engaging yourself in tactics where you're constantly crafting in between, like, every opportunity that you see yourself behind, you know, waist-high cover to, you know, scavenging items left and right, co- like, constantly checking your craft menu and then making use of the bullets and the ammunition that you have and then, you know, creating the secondary items. Like, every every single item in this game has saw some sort of use out of me uh, when playing. And that and that's how I effectively got into it. And I think the brilliance of it alone, too, is the environment really speaks true of that because, uh, like Uncharted 3, I mean, this game is, is cerebrally contextual. I mean, if I see some dude that's just staring at a wall, I'm my first reaction is not even no longer to sneak just to run up to the dude and bum rush him because joel will tackle him into the wall and there'll be some sort of subsequent animation whether i take him by the neck and smash his fucking dome or temple against the wall and watch the fucking the the creamy gray yogurt that is his brain matter like eke out of his skull or even then or i just use my foot and just stomp him against the wall i mean there are moments of contextuality like that um particularly in like in a hotel or in a residential area where you'll you'll make use of objects on a table, and Joel will grab them and use them to like fucking beat down. I mean, no game has really kind of taken that attention to detail and and has quite carried it in the manner that The Last of Us does. And that's where I feel like the combat's revolutionary. And if anything, it sets a standard for what I expect the new uh, class of shooters or or just third person action games to begin with to, to follow. I don't know it. I don't. I don't feel like it. I, I, the complexity that makes it difficult. I don't feel like it. It, it is ever driven. It, it's, it's never really pushed me down to the point where I, I just wish I can get past it and and just not have fun with it. Like if anything, every failure compelled me to work around a new way to get around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I had that happen a few times, especially in winter. Yeah. One of the cool things I thought is no matter what, like you were saying that you can't, you use everything that you find. Even the stuff that you get at the beginning of the game, it's never like, well, I just got this new thing that replaces this old thing I can make. No, when you get that, uh, the scissors that you can attach to the bat or whatever melee weapon you have, I use that the whole game just because I was like, thank God, here's an easy way to take something out if I get caught. And I made sure I always had like the half scissors or whatever it took to make that on me. Yeah. I, it's kind of weird too, because like I always used like that, and then when I remember like later on in the game, you'd find like a machete. I was like, oh man, this machete must be tons better than this. You know, it doesn't really necessarily throw better weapons at you; it just throws weapons at you. No, it's all and, about and, it's all about the hand axe. The hand axe is yeah. the best melee weapon in the game. Yeah, I, I, I feel I feel like there's never one weapon that, with the exception of like the hunting rifle or the shotgun, like there's never one weapon that's like this is you know clearly the better weapon. Like you know, it just you have to use whatever you have. Like you, you can't really necessarily be picky. So I know there's a lot of moments where I ran out of everything and I was like, okay, now I'm down to my, you know, nine millimeter handgun I got when I started. And like, this is all I have now, you I know, and you have I to just, just make I don't through. understand how you got to that point. Cause like, I don't know. There's a way I look at it is, you I know, well, like, I, I, I didn't, I, I understand what you're saying when you say you play the game wrong, but I played the game the way I normally play games is that I don't think ahead before I start something. I just frantically go into a battle and I just throw and run and just do dumb shit the whole time. Like, I, I just shoot blindly in the air. I shoot down at the ground. That's just what I do when I'm nervous. And I, I got nervous a lot in that game. Remind me to never Jeez. give you a gun in a crisis. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. I, I will, I'll shoot you before you hand it to me, probably. But see, like, that was the thing is that pistol that you get, that little fucking everybody thinks is worthless pistol, that was great. It was probably my favorite pistol besides the revolver. So when I had to fall back to that, if I had to fall back to that, I was way okay with it because... I feel like you're constantly comfortable in what you get with mm. Joel, at least. Like when I played as Ellie, I was like, uh, everything's different now because yeah, A, absolutely. you had the knife, which was fucking, oh, I love that knife. And B, you know, everything seemed like the guns kicked harder with her. She had less health. You wanted to stay out of combat as much as you could with her. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I did want to state, though, like, again, what really makes the combat so divisive in, in when it comes to people who can appreciate it is, you know, I, I, I don't even want to go as far as to say it's ironic just because I feel like this is one of those unintentional uh, moments to where it, it really is survival of the fittest. And uh, one thing that, that I really applaud The Last of Us for is that you are given very, very little exposition towards the combat. I mean, you're, you're really given that through uh, hands-on play segments and they give you like moments like okay this does this but you grow to learn the rules of the game through experimentation and if anything I almost felt like and I know this is going to sound ass backwards but I almost felt like I, I wish I was punished harder for moments where I failed just because it would have immersed me so much more I, I almost had this uh, mentality of recklessness but not so much for example uh, James mentioned the hand hatchet uh, or the hand axe, or I mean, whatever you want to call it. Um, there, uh, most people don't know this, but I mean, you can actually go after a clicker, and if you stun that clicker with a brick or bottle to the head, and you attack him while he's stunned, you'll decapitate the clicker because you have that melee item as opposed to a bat, which does nothing against the clicker. I mean, hmm. none of that, exactly, none of that is explained. It's just, it's moments of tension that kind of drive you to do that sort of thing. You find these things out. And then, I mean, the game is so open 
they're, they're very subtle systems that I feel like really refine it. So one of my, my favorite things about the system entirely is the fact that you have, uh, I mean, once you, uh, I mean, you can make it more convenient as you go along and you advance, uh, through, you know, uh, workstations that Joel finds where he gives himself extra holsters. Uh, you have a very convenient access to all of your weapons at all times uh, without having to enter some cumbersome menu. Like, it's all done in-game. If you notice, I mean, you'll have to hold a button and you'll go into an animation where Joel has to look into his pack. But, I mean, I, I prefer that and being able to see what's on screen and have this, like, sense of tension to where I have to actively watch what I'm doing. In the same sense that, like, when you're crafting, I mean, most people don't even know that Joel can still move when he's crafting. I mean, anytime he's crafting or he's healing, there is a method. Well, well, no, you can't. You can't so move you, while crafting. You can move while healing. Move while healing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are very. And funny enough, um, though I uh, talked about how like multiplayer has um, a very limited barrier access of entry because you're playing against people who have learned the systems. I feel like multiplayer, you know, depending on the community or if you play with friends. Is, is a great practice ground for people to take these rules and then apply them in a more open environment like the way the campaign gives. You know, because, like I said, I mean, I, I got through that game, I'm not kidding. I, I had to play it, I had to bust it out for review, and I got through it within, I would say, I, I believe the last time I checked was 11 hours on normal, and now it was Jeez. two sittings. Holy shit, really? Yeah, and I was... Because, my, my playthrough was twice that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mine, yeah was, mine was almost 20 hours. Jesus Christ, I, I don't understand how. Mine was 11 hours, and I... But you know what? It sucked, though, because I missed I missed certain moments that I wish I didn't miss, because uh, I didn't explore as much as I'd like to. Um, but, oh, uh, I like mean... half the fun in the game. I, 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 I have a few of those moments. Like, if you pay attention, you actually do stuff, like just random stuff, and just passing time. There's a lot of things that game will do, like just random dynamic things that you would never expect to happen will just happen. Well, yeah, even like really the... Simple conversations between Joel and Ellie just waiting for those like every time one of those came on I stopped to make sure I heard yeah. it because each one of them was good the joke yeah I love the joke book jo yeah the puns were amazing yeah and see all of <laughs> so those uh, actually re require you to like just stop I mean I think it's kind of like when you're learning how to drive and you're you're kind of uh learning that to how to ease in between you know entering a freeway and exiting a freeway like, if combat was the freeway, then, like, every other moment in that game is, like, driving around town. And you have this velocity where you have to adapt because if you don't, like, there's a, there are a lot of moments where I was just, I was moving around so frantically and just focusing on survival. And though I'd listen to Ellie and I'd, I'd listen for those button prompts uh, that, like, you know, if you listen to her talk and you stand with her in certain positions, it's so funny because you can run ahead and Ellie will catch up the whole time. Um... But, I mean, if you move at the pace of the uh, companion characters, that's where you get the most out of the, uh, the the narrative exposition and the dialogue prompt. So, on my second playthrough, I had to, I had to really relearn that. And, and, you know, that's the one thing that, that kind of bugged me because I don't feel like I was really introduced to that rule, more or less. Like, hey, if you play it this way, you'll be able to get the most out of this way. I kind of, like, I had this adaptive mindset of, like, fucking keep moving, keep moving, kill live survive smooth like sneak do all that and like i was trying to catch as much as i can out of the dialogue but i mean you get more dialogue if you just stop and relax uh well, in those moments that you're given 
Well, that goes back to the immersion of the game, though, is, you know, it tries to do as much as it can to keep it grounded in reality. There's not a lot of menus or anything like that when you're actually playing the game. Not a lot of a heads-up display. But it kind of says, you know, if you do this like a normal human being would, because in a real-world scenario, they're not going to just be running and running and running and running. They're going to be walking through, you know, the quiet times, so to speak, in the game where you get those character interactions between Joel and Ellie and all those other really good moments that if you just try to bust through the game, you're going to skip out every time. Um, there's one particular thing that I kind of want to talk about that everybody... And what's funny is, I, you know, I didn't really... It only bothered me... Um, it only bothered me when uh, this sort of scenario happened, but how do you guys feel about the... Uh, the mechanics involving AI companions, just so like Ellie or, you know, early on in the game, Tess to Bill to Sam and Henry. Like, how did you guys feel about that? Because, uh, again, in, in scenarios where you have to be stealthy or you can't be seen, those all really just rely on, on your participation and not your partners. Like they can make as much noise as they can or want and it won't attract. I mean, they could even be seen, yeah, and... I literally saw Ellie one time. It was in a bar, and there was a guy trying to look for me, and she literally, like, walked and stopped right in front of this guy, and then walked away, and they didn't even see her. Well, no, so they, he... and they, yeah, they, they wouldn't. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Did you, did you want something like that to happen? I think it's almost asking too much of the developer to try to incorporate all those mechanics. Like, I think it's tough enough to have the AI respond to every little, like, thing that you do. I mean, in a perfect world, in a perfect, you know, developed game, they could do that for both. But I, I almost wouldn't want that. I'd almost, because I think there would be those moments where they would fuck up and shoot too soon or they would, you know, bump into something. Like, you well, know, that AI will detect almost every little thing that you do wrong. So if I had to worry about someone else that I couldn't control doing that same stuff, that would suck. Well, think... and not just not just that. I mean, I mean, again, this goes back to the same thing we discussed requ- regarding Bioshock Infinite on that games club, regarding Elizabeth and whether or not you wanted her to basically interact more with the enemies in the game. Mm-hmm. It would end up being basically a a twenty hour long escort mission, and no one wants that. If you had if you had to worry about that stuff all the time. And worry about their placement, control. Yeah. I think the game would drag, and the game would not be near as fun or near as entertaining because you only have to worry about yourself in those combat scenarios. Once or twice, every now and then, you'll have to go get something off somebody. But it's not like you have to worry about their health. It's not like you have to worry about whether or not they're seen, what their ammo reserves are. So you're literally just worrying about yourself, and they handle their own thing. And that, you are that's worried the about I... their safety, though. That is one yeah. thing. Like Ellie, Ellie can die from if you if you neglect her, and I I it did incorporate that i honestly if someone catches her yeah yeah and like she can hold her own for the most part but like uh you know if she gets ganged up or anything at all i mean i personally it's it's you know it's uh it's relieving that you bring up bioshock infinite because i wanted to make that parallel i actually what the companionship that i wanted as far as ai interaction between uh elizabeth and booker is what i got with joel and ellie i felt like elizabeth if anything was just like a MacGuffin almost and that that's what was one of the biggest disappointments of infinite i mean yeah i had these contextual moments i'm like here's some money and i had to turn around and fucking do that i mean even ellie will help you like give you resources and whatnot and like i feel like the ai is competent enough to where it even recognizes that so for example i mean 
she will if you are like huddled in a corner and she's hiding and she sees an opportunity to do so where like nobody's just firing at her or, or going over after her directly she will run to you and give you help i mean you don't even have to initiate a button prompt or anything it, you know that that'll happen she will will go into a a different corner and she she will cover you with gunfire i mean and her gunfire can can take out enemies it doesn't just like stop or slow them down or even Eat, soft, soften them up for you, for you to do the like the dirty work. I mean, her her presence there takes a much more active role into where she can actually take out enemies and help crowd control as well. She's not she's just not there to be a MacGuffin like fucking Elizabeth was. So I mean, there there are one points like yeah, I mean that does break the the atmosphere that the game tries to build to where like she's fucking walking around in broken glass and kicking shit. And I mean, a clicker is none the wiser. But, I mean, I appreciate that. I think the one moments where I really, like, if anything, it bothered me were, um, like I said, there, there's that, it's, and as Andrew mentioned, I mean, it's really hard to construct an AI that, that, that's able to adapt with the reactions that you would, you would constituate with, like, a, a competent human player. So, um, say, for example, I got spotted by a runner. I mean, I'm gonna do everything I can to minimize the commotion in, in the attack as quietly as possible. And that's generally when, like, I made the decision, I'm just going to jump to uh, melee. However, you know, if Ellie was nearby, I mean, Ellie's quick on the, uh, Ellie's quick on the trigger. So her, her gunfire would then attract the nearest clicker to where melee items would not have made so much commotion. So in those moments, that's where I'm just like, God damn it. And you have no control over that. Other than that, I, 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 this was one of those games where I appreciated that the AI didn't have to play with the same rules that I did. And mm-hmm. it still worked to build within the atmosphere. Like they played to the rules that worked to the game. Like the fact that they they made a they they played a significant role in in um in combat scenarios and arena fights. And yet they they weren't so much of a burden. Uh, I do feel like there were light escort mission uh, elements, and that and not only that, they're 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 cleverly disguised as like narrative exposition. Like I said, had I had I played a little closer to Ellie and and not been so concerned about fucking just getting us moving and just played closer to her, I mean, in that in that in itself that that's escort. I mean, just keeping that that close that that close distance between you two. So I don't know. I, I felt like The Last of Us definitely did it way fucking better. Well, I mean, I don't I don't like to compare those two because Elizabeth and Ellie are two different types of AI companions. Ellie's and Ellie's more of a tool. Not Ellie, sorry. Elizabeth is more of a tool, and and Ellie is more of a legit character that's there that can affect everything that you can't command. So um, I, I don't like to compare them. I think they're both different. They both have their pluses and their minuses. Um, they're both interesting and groundbreaking characters for this generation, as far as AI, as far as like AI controlled characters go. I mean, they both do things that other games have not done as well before. But I, so I don't believe that it's proper to actually compare them, and and I don't think one's better than the other. I think they're both were great examples this gen. And you know I I can agree with you in that sentiment. I'm just saying that I feel like they both follow a a similar guideline as to you know how you would go about carrying the uh, the relationship that they would serve in the game, and see you know the fact that you look at. Elizabeth like a tool is really sad because I personally like the way 2K and Ken Levine sold them she was a co-protagonist and I did not feel like that I felt like 
if anything, Elizabeth was this glorified damsel that I, I use out of convenience, and like she was a constant damsel in distress. Never at one point that I feel like she even like she grew as a character, but not not to the existential point that I feel like Ellie grows as a person. And and to me, Ellie Ellie is every much a bit about Last of Us as it is about Joel, and it's and it's it's so weird like the way they balance that off, but um. I don't remember the name. I believe it's Carly Reed, uh, one of the editors of uh, GameSpot. But there's a lot, and that, that's something I kind of want to bring up too. There's an argument on on female portrayal in, in chauvinism and whether that's seen. And you know, I I can't I I can't fucking fathom any of the points of argument. If anything, I feel like this game is a is an argument for like us getting out of our our misogynist ways i feel like this game's a pro in the right direction and yet it's it's really strange to see like carly reed and anita sarkeesian fucking tear it down like i don't know i felt like that that whole thing was a reach did you guys do you guys hear about that or look into that at all i i didn't but just from my personal experience i feel that if anything, Ellie is the main character of the game. I mean, I know you play as Joel for most of the duration of it, but Ellie is the main character. Mm-hmm. Like she is the main protagonist, and it, it's really her story. I mean, Joel Joel kind of has his moments of you know, like you know, he obviously changes. He has his moments of redemption, but I think that story is all about Ellie because you see, you know, what being around other things than just the you know the world after the pandemic you know she sees other things and see how she's changed how she matures and you know i I think that's that's kind of weird to say that you know it's not a good thing for female roles in games or you know female characters or protagonists i mean if they're looking at it as a negative i don't i don't see where they could really come across as saying that i mean that that, that's just my personal opinion but I, i feel like that's i don't know maybe they're just like picking out specific points that maybe look her make her look weak but that's kind of the point she is weak in the beginning mm-hmm. I mean, even she's sheltered her whole life <laughs> everything you do in that game you do for ellie that's why mm-hmm. it's her story not your story i mean even it's weird because you do play as joel but everything is driven by ellie well you're I... constantly striving on getting her to that uh the medical place the firefly sure. location yeah the so, firefly so, location so what is their argument against it or what what, what is their saying against the game well, I'll bring that up in a bit, but it's funny that you guys, okay. like, a lot of people are also saying that I feel like it's both of their stories significantly because, like, the big the big theme of The Last of Us is seeing two different walks of life, like, bond together on the common ground of being human and, like, how one walk of life is 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 genuinely more virtuous than the other who you would expect not to and in that, that other walk of life is actually just is more sinister and shows some of the worst that humanity has to offer and seeing that culmination. I, I very much believe it's both of their stories, though a lot of the driving factor is, is Ellie. Like, a lot of it, I, I when you see Joel in effect, I mean, I I related with Joel. And to be honest, when I related with him, I felt like an awful person. And, like, the fact that the game can make me feel like that and push me to, to like, to be honest with myself and make that kind of contrast... I mean, I feel like the game is very much just about him as it is Ellie. But uh, the argument as far as, uh, you know, analyzing the aspect of feminism goes, uh, they actually drew that from Tess, uh, placing her in the uh, the infamous woman in the refrigerator trope. 
And I don't see that contrast at all because she really serves. She doesn't serve as some sort of dark power fantasy for Joel to fucking do what she has to do. I mean, Joel is now compelled to do it out of respect. But I mean, even then, like her death isn't some sort of constant reminder or driving force. And only that. I mean, she was she was doomed from the beginning and she she sacrificed herself in her own will just from just from like the bite to her kind of character. I mean, yeah, if anything, she led charge. Joel, Joel was uh, almost he was a hesitant. Psychic. Yeah, he was hesitant yeah. towards everything. And I think and, big... and I think it's kind of crazy that they would pull her in and say that, you know, now I can understand if they had done the normal, you know, cliche you know, they have their one last embrace because you could tell something was going on between Joel and Tess. And they, they never came out and did, said it. They, they, something I mean, did something happened. They, they, they alluded to like a past romantic relationship, but they were mostly just amicable partners and friends. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I almost see it as like maybe they were, but they were only out of necessity. Maybe not necessarily like, you know, I mean, they had respect for each other. They worked together. But I almost felt like just it was implied that, yeah, maybe they did have a past, but... I, I kind of felt like something was still there, obviously. Like there Especially was, they have that. Well, I don't think it was even a friendship. I think it was maybe more romantic. Like uh, a that, that's, that's benefit sort of ordeal? Maybe, maybe. But I mean, I still could sense, like, especially in that last kind of, you know, that last uh, look before he turns around and leaves. You know, she has that kind of moment like, you know, she just kind of takes a deep breath and just kind of is, you know. It, it almost makes me feel like there was something there. But the game never goes into like have that cheesy moment of. You know, like their last embrace before they leave each other for the last time. You know, they don't do any of that kind of stuff. They just, it's all, it's all implied. You, you just assume things. Like, 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 the, like your assumption of what was going on with them is different than what my assumption is. But ultimately, it's the same thing at the end that, you know, they don't, they don't hug. They don't kiss. They don't even shake hands. They just, you know, this is the world now. This is the way it is. Yep. We're all going to die eventually, you know. And if I'm going to die to save you and save her, then... That's a, that's a death worth dying for. And, and it, just none of that stuff's ever spoken. It's never even shown. It's just implied. In, and I well, think if, that, they, if, they, if they had gone the cheesy route, I could understand them having a gripe with it. But I, I just I, I think they're reaching. I think they just want to find and latch on to something that's, you know, maybe controversial or maybe just relevant or popular. And I don't know. I, I think it's agreed. I, I think it's a it's a huge reach. It, it's a Olympic sized reach. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like, he drops her like a sack of potatoes. No joke. Just like, oh, hey, you bit. You know, there's that very, I don't think it was that really of a strong emotional moment until it cut away to just her standing there. And then you empathize with the character. But when we came to their interaction before she died, he was just like, okay. I, I think if anything, I mean, there is more implied with that. But, you know, there, there's a particular moment, especially like after the whole thing. I mean... The, it, Tess's death affected anybody. I mean, it, it affects Joel, but it affects him on a much more deeper level to where he he explicitly expresses, we don't talk about her anymore. I, I want, yeah. like, he in that, in that, if anything, I mean, I, I don't want to say that she uses a device to define Joel because then that gives power to the ridiculous fucking notion that that whole thing is chauvinistic. But, I mean, it just, it really goes to show that, like, Joel Joel's means of finding strength is just completely closing his eyes to the ordeal and washing his hands of it like he and that's something that ellie helps change because i mean you can't that's not healthy and and, and, and i understand that you know being mentally healthy isn't exactly a priority in the in the world that they live in but i mean it, it counts for something especially when you see what this kind of world can do to fucking people so i mean seeing that and just just seeing him trying to 
closes close himself dead to the whole ordeal, you know, emotionally, and seeing it affect Ellie more than him, like, I don't know, the whole thing felt very human. I, you're right, Andrew, like, it, I feel like their, their complaints stem from, like, the supposed association of some sort of cliche or male power fantasy that, that was never fucking meant to be there. You're, it's, it, it's like you're inserting it there, and it, I just don't see it to be fair. And, you know, there's been arguments that have been articulated against it, and I feel like they're, they're just blind against it. Like, I don't know. I, like I said, I support the whole message and I support the efforts that they place, but sometimes their delivery and their approach to it just seems so biased. No, it, but here's the thing, though, is you have the same reaction from Joel when it comes to even his daughter. Like, he doesn't talk about his daughter after that whole intro where, you know, so many feels. But there, there's, then, there's subtleties, though. I mean, he doesn't directly outforce talk about her, but if you guys notice looking at every single cutscene, I mean... At any point where Joel feels weak, I mean, just pay attention to it. Even if you got to do a second playthrough of the first, like, 20 minutes, throughout the entire game, Joel, like, stops and looks at his watch. He always yeah. stops and looks at his watch. I mean, there there's just subtle motions like that. It, it's just like, Joel's afraid. Joel wishes to be as apathetic as possible because he feels like that's the only, like, sense of security he has. Well, and then you saw it again with Henry and Sam. Like, the point after that where Ellie finds that robot in her backpack, he just goes, drop it. Like, he, his feelings are very introverted as opposed to what he may actually feel. He'll never let anybody catch on because what's the point? It's just holding him back. And that shows a lot in his character that, you know, he may not like the situations he put in, he's put in, but he realizes dwelling on them will either tear him down or most likely get him killed in that world. Hmm. It's a good point. I mean, it's a really good point. I, I think that, and if anything, what, yeah, you're right. Like when you do open up and you do make yourself vulnerable, it, it's just it's just a bullseye, you know, whether emotionally or physically, you know, because that kind of stuff does happen in the game quite a bit. You know, like when they show their cards, you know, Ellie lets down her guard and trusts somebody, and you know, all it takes is just that split second of just saying, "Okay, I feel comfortable now," and then boom, and she she learns real quick, real real fast that you never give anyone an inch doesn't matter who it is you know mm-hmm. and it's so crazy to think that, that that's the world that they live in but it is that i mean you, you can't trust a single person not even the person you've been traveling with for you know almost a year like you can't even trust them it feels like sometimes it's... which is really weird when you met his brother tommy because mm-hmm. at that point like i was almost expecting just tommy to die just to see you know how far can we drive joel before to the, to, to the edge yeah yeah mm-hmm. But he didn't. I was really happy when he didn't die. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hoping for everybody in that game to die. Like it seemed like it was gonna happen. But yeah, every time I saw something coming up, I was like, "Oh shit, they're gonna die now." Like I, I we'll probably get into it maybe when we talk towards like closer to the ending. But yeah, yeah I, I always thought like there was like moments like each time something was about to happen, I was like, "Oh fuck, this is where they're gonna kill him, isn't it?" And mm-hmm. then it didn't happen. And I, I like how this game has those moments of you expect something to happen, you know, just for, just from what you've been taught in other games and other situations. Like, you expect something to happen. Like, they have these, like, beats that they're supposed to hit. Like, you're, you're supposed to get to that moment where they have redemption. You're supposed to get to that moment where they suffer tragic loss, you know? Like, you would, like you know, and I know we've compared this to Bioshock. I, I have a lot of comparisons to The Walking Dead. Because The Walking Dead had those beats in each episode that I knew, like, okay, this is going to be the moment where they're gone now, or this is where they die. And and I was expecting that in The Last of Us almost every time. It never happened. It ne- It never, ever gave you that moment that you expected. Like, it always had you wondering what's going to happen next. 
I and think, like, I think the most predictable thing out of the entire Last of Us uh, story from start to finish well, was, uh, what was what was up with Ellie in the beginning. Uh no, no. Uh, it was no, uh, Henry and Sam. I expected something to happen. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I didn't. I always. I just kept saying, "Well, you don't know how it's going to play out. It could play out different." Sam being the one bit was the real shocker for me. I mean, it kind of made itself very apparent right before you found out with how, like, just pissed off Sam was. I don't know. But, well, I mean, you meet these guys, and they're basically a carbon copy of you and Ellie for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, kid and an adult traveling together, one's protecting the other. I mean, they you you basically grow to like them very, very quickly. Well, and, I, I don't and, know if I'd go as far I as to say carbon copy. copy, because, I mean, Joel's age goes with his experience, but, I mean... uh. Joel, I mean, and again, I, I kind of want to center the fa- around the fact that, like, in in no way, shape, or form, do you feel like, e- even at the very end of the game, it's really hard to argue that Joel is a hero. He he possesses so many anti-hero tropes. I mean, if anything, the the only thing, the, the only good you can really see out of any of uh, any of them, or or any any good you can see out of him, is brought out by Ellie, and then the mm-hmm. very end. I mean, it it wasn't even that. He was beyond that because he, again, the man, I, all the subtleties, too, involving him within the last 20 years between uh, the conversations between him and Tommy and then uh, him and Bill and Ellie. I mean, he even flat out admits it at what point to Ellie, like, Ellie asks, like, how do you, like, how are we getting through this as smoothly as we are? He's like, because I used to do this when they uh, accidentally drive into that hunter ambush. I mean, he he used to murder people just to stay alive. I mean, cruelly and fucking do it. I that's mean, referred to that's referred to by Tommy also. Yeah, yeah. he's just like I had nightmares being with you. I mean, you, t- I, w- I wasn't living, I was surviving with you. And like, what what kind of life is that? DLC life. <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> I I mean, the games made it really easy to where it can because it just flashes twenty years forward. You know, I don't see how they could ever carry on past the main story. Uh, they like don't they intend try to. to. I can't. Mm, I don't know if I could. They don't I intend. So to. They intend to. Like Naughty Dog has talked about possibly revisiting the world, but not the characters. Good. I like. I like good. to see Ellie another ten years down the line. That'd be interesting. Well, That's... we should talk about. I've, I've got a rant for that, just because the ending of that game made me so mad, so mad in the best way. Uh, mm-hmm. the the ending was definitely affecting. I will say that. I mean, and we'll get to that. But I mean, we've talked about the characters here in in certain moments. I think the one standout predictable moment was yeah. I mean, with Sam getting bit, just because. I mean, for I don't know what age Sam was. Thirteen. Yeah, he was thirteen. And uh, I like I like the dynamic in between. I like the fact that like um, what I would say would make uh Sam and Henry different is the fact that Henry. I mean, even though he's he's quick to, like, do what he can to protect himself and Sam, including abandoning Joel and Ellie, uh, I mean, he's still, he's, you know, weirdly enough, much more human than Joel. I mean, had, had the roles been turned around, I mean, Joel, Joel is ready to kill him and was on, was on the guard of killing him majority, even, even before they got to the bridge, like, he, he anticipated, like, I'm gonna have to put this man out sooner or later, and then I have to worry about that boy. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like Henry really had that reservation. He treated him like a fellow man. 
So, I mean, but, if anything, I think it was a contrast of showing, again, like, what what two people that play similar roles like affected. I, you know, I, I like the moments too, where they had the, the, they had the role reversal where Sam got stuck with Joel and Ellie got stuck with Henry. But doesn't that go to show that also a character like Henry, where you said is more human is the weaker character. There's a reason like when Sam is dead, Henry just offs himself after, you know, a very emotional moment in the game. And Oh God. And a wonderful moment in the plot. He just kills himself. Joel would not have done that. Joel would have just swallowed it and walked on. Yeah, but it's, uh, I mean, that that's when you go, I mean, it, it, if anything, I'd like to call that uh, a key factor, like a theme, if you will, because you're talking about Joel moving on, and then there's one particular of the game, a point of the game, where he's he's given the option, move on, and he chooses not to. He chooses not to in the most selfish of reasons. I feel like, if anything, that whole scene is an omen. Henry himself, he, he's incredible. Like, that's what I love about this game. Like, I feel like it's so, it's built with all these literary devices to where there's no fucking MacGuffin or, or male power fantasy. It's all very human. And Henry yeah. represents, like, what Joel would be like if he was human. And granted, like, being human in, in something like that is the weakest you can be. But who's to doubt that? The, the call that Joel made at the end of the game wasn't, in fact, an incredibly weak decision. You know, oh, where he would, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if anything, that's what I felt like that role plays. I just, if anything, I feel like the the one person who played the woman in a refrigerator role was Sam. So, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and ironically yeah. enough, that was for Ellie. I, I just wonder why Joel never did kill himself. You know, I mean, he loses the one thing that's closest to him early on, and then his brother abandons him. You know, like, like, what else would he have had to, to still live and move on? I mean, was he doing it just as a punishment to himself? Was he just there? I mean, I, I know it's kind of cliche to think, but I almost felt like he was, like, just every bit of a monster as the clickers and runners they were fighting because they were constantly just in movement. You know, like, they were just going on every day and not really... There's no real reason why. Why would he? Why would he need to survive? There's nothing... I mean, at that point, I think 20 years removed, there's no cure, no, you know real kind of humanity left i mean why would you want to survive well, i just he, don't know why he, starts why he to does believe that he starts to be you know he starts to believe into it and buy into it and ellie's passion you know to to drive on and do so inspires him like mm-hmm. he finds a new drive in fact yeah we talked I, about I, it in the I, ending I, I i just mean initially like in that 20 year span you know like i just i just wonder why he never did hmm. again kind of crazy you'll see yeah, maybe, maybe. I would be very interested for a Marlene DLC because at the end of the game, she's like, "I lost my whole crew," and I was like, "Well, where the fuck was I?" Yeah, or or maybe say, <laughs> the up, or maybe actually see the uprising of the Fireflies. Yeah, yeah that, mm-hmm. because it just seems like every shred of humanity is on its last legs from the very get go. You despise the government. You aren't really sure of these Firefly people. You just the only thing you can care about, honestly, is you. You know, you and eventually Ellie, because at the start of the game, Joel's very opposed to Ellie, and even Tess for wanting to continue with that. Yeah, but he, the only person you give a shit about is Joel and how he's going to make it to the next part of the game. And then that 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 slowly starts to change. I mean, um, I don't know. It it really speaks true, and like even the people he's ran across. Um, so hey, I don't know if I'm stupid. For this, but I'm just curious. Do you guys, did you guys all pick up that Bill was gay? I did not yeah. pick up on that. Yeah, 
Yeah. If you, I mean, there are some moments in that that you don't necessarily, if you were rushing through, you may have not seen. Did you get the letter? Oh, yeah, the letter that he, uh, his partner left for him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his partner, I, I read it, it didn't did you did you give it did you did you give it to Bill? Uh, I don't think I did actually. Yeah, you can actually hand uh, it to Bill, and, and Bill will kind of have a moment, and then he'll he'll wad it up and throw it onto the floor, and then if you want to, you can actually go back and pick it up and keep it. it, it it's really weird because that stuff is never implied; it never tells you to do it. You just if you take the time to actually do something, they'll let you do that kind of stuff. But yeah, if you give it to Bill, there is a moment that you and Bill talk about it. Oh, there's so much you can dig in that game. Like, mm-hmm. well, the, if you the magazine at, that Ellie swipes, even I didn't even realize it was a game. That, that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, how would you Ellie's... walk around with that thing? You can act. <laughs> you could actually, if you're, if you go in the room that the stack of magazines that she's looking at, there are gay pornos in that stack. Hmm. In, in his little research, in his little like shed, weapon armory area, and I, I kind of picked up on it, like the moment we, when you find his buddy, like hanging. I kind of picked up on it a little bit, so because he always I, refers to him as his partner. As his partner, he always has a hesitation when he says partner too. Like he's almost like not sure how someone's going to respond to him saying that. You know, like, like I love how like you know in that world, like if someone was still kind of concerned or worried about someone, what they would think if they said that. That's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? That someone would be like yeah. even remotely like concerned, like ah, I hope they don't think it's going to be you know like what are they going to think if I say this. Like, hey, you know, 20 years after the apocalypse, man, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Where xenocide is a real possibility, we're worried about sexuality. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's people for you, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a whole can of worms we shouldn't open. No, we won't. We won't. We won't, <laughs> we won't go into a social commentary on that. Yeah, there we go. I mean, the game does have some of that, though. It really I does. Mean, oh, the whole time I was playing it, I was like, wow, that's... That's a, that, 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 you know that's a social cue right there. Oh, there's another one. Like, but it, it's at least not blatant. You know, it, it's no. implied, and you can kind of take take it as you like. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of those moments, and I, I love the moment where Ellie is reading a diary of a girl, and she's reading about she's like, wow, this is what people actually worried about back then. You know, yeah. like 20, 20 years removed from it, she's like, you know, she was worried about what clothes she was going to wear on a date or which boy she was going to talk to. Like, this is what they worried about twenty years ago. And it's like, I, I said that when we first started the show, like, you know, first world problems. I mean, Christ, man. I mean, that's, you know, and then you look at yourself like, wow, I was bitching because my, you know, my uh, my movie didn't download fast enough on my phone, you know, that I, that I get internet from space onto my phone. And I'm pissed about I'm that. And, and, you know, yeah. And it's like, you know, like they're they're trying to find water and, and some something to eat or survive on. And yeah. it's crazy. I mean, that whole time I was like, man, I'm an asshole. For being I, pissed I, I about it... anything. <laughs> I, I love that hardest. moment too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It struck home hardest for me, like at least on the social commentary, where you walk into Pittsburgh, and it is just a testament to how bad the government failed at controlling anything, because well, yeah. that whole quarantine zone is just—it's gone. Like, well, most <laughs> it is now run over zones, by bandits. Well, most quarantine zones are, if you can even call them that, anyway. All the military is is martial law. Like they're bullets. Mm-hmm. They like they. Yeah. I mean, even then, like, they they don't follow up on keeping the peace of the rations unless it serves their own agenda. So, I mean, you can almost argue that all quarantine zones are gone. But that particular moment, I mean, I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to agree with you, Andrew. I, I thought it was very significant, among other little su- subtle things. Like, uh, when you were in Pittsburgh, did you guys uh, talk to Ellie about when she saw that poster of that model? 
She yeah, sees a pose yeah. of a model and she's just like, why is she so skinny? Like, well, she didn't eat. Why? Wait. Like, like, why wouldn't she eat? What? Her looks? <laughs> That's stupid. She just gets so angry about it. And, and oh, she oh. has... Yeah, she has, like, this fascination of, like, the world that existed before she was born in the world of shit. And then she starts to have an epiphany. I'm like, wow. I... She she almost, like, kind of implies, like, I almost feel like we deserved all of this. Yeah. I think, she, I, yeah. I, I think, so, I think someone almost says that at some point. That, that, that sounds so familiar to me that... I, I, I can't so imagine someone there. I think so. so like, like, like we, we kind of did this to ourselves, you know. And, you know, uh, there's a another particular moment, and I'm trying to remember. Like, it's anything from like ice cream trucks to like the, the small moments, but I'm trying to remember one in particular other than the diary. Uh, oh, yeah, it, it, that that moment to where uh, Joel spots the movie poster, and it was a movie that he saw with it. It was like a parody of Twilight. That he saw with his daughter Sarah, um, and by the way, that that whole intro scene, the po- like the pre-apocalypse, like how powerful oh, is that? The feels. Oh, yeah, God. and I, I love how you take control of 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 her, like right from the start. You're like, oh shit, like I'm playing as the girl. That's fucking weird. <laughs> who, who saw that as just like the worst omen in video game history? Like, oh great, I've got control of her. I'm going to care about her now. Damn yeah. it. Well, I was I mean, like, oh, no, she's that. so gonna die. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm playing as her. She's so gonna die. We, we talked about that. It's like you look at every like piece of art, every like screenshot from the game, every cover art. It's like, wow, it's Joel and Ellie the whole time. Who the fuck's this girl? Why is she here? What are they gonna do to her? I mean, that that was like from the jump. I was like, oh shit, he's younger, obviously, because he's all you know, clean shaven and 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 clean hair. You know, like you know, not like gray yeah. or old. And it's just like, oh fuck. Yeah, he doesn't have crow's and, feet or anything. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Does anybody Stop love the fact that his cell phone is a Sony Xperia? I'm sorry. Go figure. I just, yeah, I know. I was trying to look at the flat screens they had in the world and see if they were Sony Bravias, you know? They are. <laughs> oh, uh, of God. course. I'm not surprised. Um, but what's funny is that everybody was just like, why does everybody own flat screens? I'm like, no, you come across some standard dev TVs, but it was so funny. I'm like, Jesus. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of Easter eggs. There's uh, Sony flat screen TVs, Sony PlayStation 3s, and they're the, uh, funny enough, they're the second slim model. They're not the super slim model. Because um, nobody likes this. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was because development of La- uh, The Last of Us started before the super slim was introduced. That That's what I think uh, may have been it. But what, um, what would have happened if there was a PS4? Oh, shit. Can you imagine that? Um, yeah, there's no illusion, kind of like there was with Uncharted 3 to Last of Us. Um, if anything, the only now, Uncharted Easter egg is that there's a stuffed animal of Nathan Drake. Also, in the toy store, there's the board games. Yeah, the board board games for both Jack and Daxter and Uncharted, and there mm-hmm. are also Jack and Daxter uh, stuffed animals. But there's yep, one yeah. big uh, Easter egg that uh, a lot of people neglected. There's two of them. Um, Clementine's ba- uh, Backyard and House from Walking Dead. I thought He's, that, yeah, I thought that with, fucking looked familiar. The treehouse and the swimming pool and going yeah. in, yeah, that's Clementine's huh. house. Fuck, so that, huh. that's smart. That's really smart. I didn't even think. I, I, I kind of thought that was the case, but I thought ah, I'm just, I'm just thinking too much into it. No, that's, that's fucking a, cool. That's a Walking Dead Easter egg, and then the other one is a, a bar. I don't know if you know, James has talked about the same bar, but that like Sullivan's pub. Bar. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's not Sully's bar. It's the, it's the 
uh, English pub from Uncharted Three, the very first bar that you fight. Cool. Yes, with, you're with, right. like, the, like the, the actual like postings, newspaper postings all over the place. Yeah, well, I think IGN just posted a. They, big they old did. Then, then, then they allude to it in Uncharted Three that yeah, Last of that, Us is coming. In that exact in that exact place. If you go uh, into the bar near against the wall, like where the counter starts, you'll see the newspaper that talks about infectious cordyceps. Huh, how uh-huh. cool is that? That is awesome. Yeah, so but but what like what makes it like out of continuity is that that bar is in London. So like that bar just shows up in the middle of the of mm. US like in the last of us. Yeah. So. They Unless, expanded. Yeah, they should have had a they should have had a, a, a Nathan Drake runner show up just for shits and giggles. Mhm. Or or maybe like an maybe a DLC where I get to wear sweet half tuck shirt and uh and some kind of cool scarf. Mhm. He, yeah, he doesn't okay. wear a scarf, goddamn. He wears an ascot. Well, whatever that is, it looks like a scarf to me. I don't know. Well, you can I'm get not... her like you can like get her like a Jack and Daxter backpack. Yep. Yeah. What? What? And like, and like, yeah. And, and, oh, and, and, and like the, the unlockables list. Yeah. 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 And yeah, if you unlock it and you play in the second playthrough. Mm-hmm. Which is cool like that Jack they and Daxter, all by of... the way. I love Jack and uh, Daxter. I love that game series. I'm sad that it sucked after three, and even three wasn't that good. Um, yeah, did anybody play that, like, PSP slash PS2, like, weird one, The Lost Yep, Office? I did. I yep, played I a little did. bit of it. I don't know if it's any good. It's I have not... it on PS2. What, the one that's just Daxter? No, no, no. No, that, that was a good Daxter. game. That one's a good game. No, there's that's a, a there's game. a fourth Jack, da- Jack and Daxter game. It's just Jack and Daxter, The Lost Prophecy. Don't it play takes it. place after the third one. I'm, I'm gonna have to play it now. No, you don't have to play it. If you like Jack and Daxter, just play one through three... And then play Daxter, and then put it away, and remember and away. those games. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can get like the trilogy on Vita now, so that's definitely where everybody should hop up on. Hop yeah, up on. Is, if I had a Vita. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of subtleties to that uh, to the story and progression, and and I feel like out of any game I've ever played, like it it really makes an amazing use of literary devices, but. I kind of want to talk about, uh, you know, now going forward so we can progress. Let's let's talk a little bit. I mean, we've been jumping back and forth. Let's go ahead and talk about spring, because, I mean, spring is where I believe this is after Henry and Sam. I mean, we've talked about the moments of Bill, but I feel like this is where shit gets heavy, because at this point, I mean, Joel's committed to delivering Ellie to the Fireflies, but um, I feel, if anything, he's... Uh, like, I don't know, I like people want to argue that this is like at this early he's grown attachment to Ellie. And I feel like if anything, I don't know, he's built somewhat of a friendship with Ellie. The, the joke book, the whole joke book scenario uh, does end up closing out before spring. But even then, I think this is a tide of where he no longer tolerates her. I don't know. What do you guys like think he about actually that? likes her? Yeah, like he starts to like her because like even then, like, you know, he. She she tries to talk to him about like what happened with Henry and Sam and uh you you know it alludes the fact like you know Joel did allow them to bury bury them dig traditional graves and she's talked about how she should have buried Sam with his robot that she got for uh him but he again he tells him like no I mean the best way to move on is to fucking move on and don't think about it it's almost like he's trying to instill his way of life and coping because he doesn't want to ex- like forcing him to explore any other way uh, would hurt him. And he's not ready to make that kind of concession because he doesn't care about her that much yet. I mean, he starts to make a lot of concessions just for her sake. 
Um, but it's too early for him to do that. And, you know, you, you just see that tension. I mean, at some point he gets the pallet, you know, that, that the infamous fucking pallet puzzle that I, uh, another thing that everybody <laughs> weirdly hated. I don't, I don't mind it. I never minded any of them. I thought they were all fun. The, the one in the water kind of just threw me off because I come on try and figure out, I was like, where the fuck am I supposed to do with this thing? And I was like, oh, there's something stuck in this gate. But like, I was just waiting for them to tell me, like, give me that L3 cue. Like, okay, oh, it's that. Okay. The one in the, like, I, yeah. the, one yeah, in the like barn minutes, that's like, underwater behind the dam, that one sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I had car. no problems with oh, any man. of those. Like, none. I, this is a foreign conversation to me. <laughs> and, and every time they had something that had to do with water, I freaked the fuck out because, like, oh, yeah, she can't swim. It's like, oh, God, do not take her from me in the water. Every time. Every time I saw water, I was like, oh, this is the time they're going to drown her. They're going to drown her halfway through the game. I know it. And uh, yeah, they they do end up drowning her at some point in that that fucking moment. I was on the edge of my seat. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But um, at this point, you mean you you come across Tommy, and again, like you're learning, like I don't know, Tommy's really happy to see Joel, uh, especially to the surprise of Joel, who thought that you know Tommy wasn't going to be so receptive to him, but he was. I mean, according to Joel, I mean Tommy said like I never want to see your goddamn face again. I mean that's not. That's not quite the reception that they received, and Joel is also impressed. I mean, he put doubts in Tommy's head for years that, like, people could start over. And, I mean, he's now built a community that revolves around getting electricity. They have self-sustaining crops that are learning, you know, they're using agriculture. They're doing things that, you know, it's, it's almost like they're doing what should have been done 20 years ago. So it's mm-hmm. it's just it's strange to see that light and then like you know you get to learn a little bit more of Ellie and you know even now Joel this is the part where like this is the first turning factor to where uh Joel is now starting to take an interest in Ellie uh because when he sees Ellie's reaction to the horse he says wait how do you know what, like why are you so excited about horses because you got to keep in mind I mean he's had to explain everything to Ellie at this point or talk to her like break things down I think the only point of bonding that they had was in the truck ride leading up to the Pittsburgh uh, with Hunters. And there's another moment, too. He he doesn't grow to care for Ellie. There's a big difference between caring for somebody and trusting them. Because I can trust a lot of people that I don't personally give a shit about. I just, <laughs> I know I can trust them to, like, you know, do what I need them to do. And mm. and that's a turning factor. I and mean, he, he initially begins with trusting Ellie before he's able to care for her. Because there's a moment where he has her up on a, on a vantage point, like, basically sniping dudes who uh, would, like, confront him if he gets caught fucking, you know, strangling people. So so one thing they did is when you do that whole where Ellie's looking out for you on that, um, that sniper post, pretty much, they didn't do what a lot of video games do with the common trope of, okay, Joel's on the bottom, he calls out positions, you go in, you snipe the people, Joel goes in, or he moves forward, you snipe some more people. And it doesn't do that. You actually play as Joel with Ellie covering you. And like we said before, you know, Ellie's bolts are just as good as yours. If she hits somebody with that sniper rifle, they're going down. And it's just nice that they didn't, they had a lot, they had chances to take an easy out and they didn't because they knew that their people wouldn't like that. The players wouldn't like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first moments in that game I actually did like doing a sniper mission, I guess you could say, quote unquote, because I always hate those moments in games where. Oh, oh shit, here they're coming. Get the sniper rifle, and then you have to do that. But I actually enjoyed it. 
because it was tense enough to make me really care about how my shots were. Like, you know, I had to care about each shot that I took, but it wasn't hard enough to where I was like, you know, I have to be a crack shot or else I'm going to fuck everything up. Like, it was just like the right kind of tension. I was like, oh, I I feel kind of like a badass because I'm a terrible shot. But in this game, you know, I care enough about the people that I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, every shot's a headshot, but you know, this isn't like, you know, you have to worry about like the drop and the wind and dumb shit like that, you know? That's just, just asking it, too much. It is. And I think I think that's what it does. I think I don't think the game ever asks more than what it should of their player. Because I, I was able to play the game and I, I know I played on easy mode. I'm just I'm not into difficult games, but it still provided enough challenge to where I felt like I was being kind of pushed and that, you know, things were difficult, but you know, I cared enough about the outcome that I would play through it, and and it didn't. And I don't think it ever asked, you know, a lot of the player more than they could handle. Well, the, it, was the, just, it was just enough. The bullet fall stuff actually came from the weapon sway that you mm-hmm. had on that, so that mm-hmm. that's actually kind of what caused the bullet fall, like a, a version of bullet fall. So, uh, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I thought the that that moment was actually really cool because that's when you that's when you see Joel actually starting to trust. Yeah. trust Ellie. Yeah. Like, and... like as has kind of, uh, not really, but kind of like a, a test replacement almost mm-hmm. like his backup. Well, yeah. And that's what I'm saying before Joel even initially cares for Ellie. He, he, he builds trust with her first. So that's what I'm saying. And spring is a turnabout where you see him, uh, you know, start building affection for her to where he's like pretty much telling Tommy like, Hey man, you owe me. Like you got, dude, you got to take this girl off my hands. Cause he at this point, it's not even the fact that he doesn't. He wants to wash his hands of it. I mean, he wants to wash his hands of it because it endangers the lifestyle that he's built a, a, himself a comfort for. Does he doesn't he want Tommy to start. And, does he meet Tommy in fall? No, no, no. Mm, fall yeah. is. Uh... No, he does. Yeah, it's fall because Cause... fall then it leads right into winter. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then spring is that. Spring okay, is so Henry and Sam, I think. Got it. Okay, no. so. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, no. fall. Okay, a fall is where they go to the university, but I don't know if that consistently is just fall. I think him meeting with Tommy, doing all that leading up to the university, and that that is all fall. I think right after uh, Henry offs himself, then it goes in the fall. So yes, James is correct. Ha ha! Damn it! Achievement. Yeah. No. Nothing for you. It, no, it's, it is an achievement when I admit that James is right about something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it never happens. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, no. Okay, so correcting myself with Fall, um, he's he's very adamant towards, you know, dumping Ellie off on Tommy. You know, not just not because he uh, doesn't. He wants to wash his hands of it because she looks at her as a burden. He just. He looks at her and he he feels compassion and, and it scares him. It frightens him because this man's been cold. He's been dead and cold within his heart for twenty years. So it's it's just very it's intriguing to see that. And again, you know Ellie Ellie's smart. She's you know she, she it's it's a very one sided emotion because where he he is seeking to detach himself from her. I mean she's like she wants to attach himself. Uh, herself to him even more she sees him as a is a surrogate figure now of some sorts and you know that that whole moment where she escapes with the horse during the the bandit attack and she kind of like just barricades herself in some random house in the woods uh, also this is definitely one of the better games that involves horse riding i like the horse riding in this game a lot 
Second that, only to Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that, that whole moment, though, I thought was kind of weird. Like, I don't know. I just, like, how, how did she ride through those, like, those people? Because if you went on the same path and you're following her, how did she get through that and they didn't attack her or do anything to her? Then the moment you step foot into, like, their area, boom, Molotov cocktail. There goes your horse. Okay, now you got to follow these guys. I don't know, I just thought it was kind of weird. That that moment is kind of weird, but, you know, I could I could. Uh, apparently she's like, she's undetected by everyone ever. Like, that, that moment I saw, it's like, oh, God, Ellie's a ghost. <laughs> no, one else, no one else sees her but me. Okay, that's one of the few times in the game, though, that you can go, because video games. That yeah, That's a good point. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. This is <laughs> because video games. Yeah, yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, I could I can only imagine. I I think there's some ambient dialogue between like the fucking bandits that they talk about how they saw a girl get through. So it's not like it's not completely dismissed the fact that like they didn't notice her. I just think she got away. They got mm-hmm. away and she didn't get blasted because she's she's a fucking she's a she's bam- so damn horse good. rider. She's yeah. a good horse rider. Fuck man, she knows. Yeah, but I mean, she was able to like tie her horse up at stable and everything yeah she just took shelter in some house just to get away and yeah when she's reading that diary that moment i don't know i believe that troy baker has done an incredibly excellent job of of voice acting for joel i mean he's got that that southern texan twang down he's he's got that like just that right sense of apathetic to you know to a, a gradual evolution of emotion i mean he's nailing all that stuff that that moment in particular I mean, not the moment where he's holding his daughter dying, but that 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 moment where he he tells Ellie, he's just like, "You're right. You know, you are not my daughter." Like that. I don't know. That that was the moment that really gripped me, where I had you know on my edge of my seat because he's trying to convince her, like, "Hey, like you're you're safer with him. He knows this area." And she's just like, "No, fuck you." Don't say that because no matter how much you're going to say that, I won't believe you. I will never believe I'm safer with anybody but you. Mm-hmm. But that's also, let's just go, like, you know, it's always important to remind yourself, Ellie grew up in this shithole of a world. And everybody else, I mean, at the end she talks about her friend being bit with her and them waiting out death and that never happening. Anybody she's ever grown attached to has abandoned her. Joel's the one who's been with her the longest. And despite everything else, she's just like, I don't believe anything. Like you said, she doesn't believe anything she's that anybody else will tell her because Joel's been the only consistent. He, he will. Yeah. She, person. she will always like, she builds this rapport to where she believes Joel and she talks to Joel. I mean, even then all the ambient dialogue and Joel, Joel is, if anything, he, he starts being a surrogate parent. I mean, he starts teaching her and talking to her. I mean, even when, uh, that whole moment that leads up to him, you know, rejecting Tommy's favor and saying, Hey, you know, your wife quite scares me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that fucking, I, I did like, that's the only time where you see that, that, that Southern twang really come out. It's like, yeah, dude, like I'm going to take her. Just let me take one of your horses. And then like you, you, you see him trot up to the, uh, university to where, uh, he's explaining the basics of football to Ellie. I mean, he's just killing time and he's growing he is now accepted that attachment. And then, like, that whole montage, that moment of them, like, leaving that cabin after they had that fight and surviving that bandit attack, uh, you can see it. And he, again, he's staring at his watch. He sees, like, that, that Ellie's just so disappointed. And I don't know, there's something 
that Ellie either does or, or just feels that, that fucking reaches him, that builds some sort of bridge, reaches him, and helps him change his mind. Like that that was one of the more one of the more powerful moments of the game. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm, uh, well, you, you kind of were talking about his voice acting. The moment that got me the most uh, was the moment that she actually wanted to bring up his daughter, and and he just tells her like, "You are walking on some very thin ice." Like I I cannot even try to attempt to do it justice the way he says it, but the way that he says it, it's stern, it, it's calm, cool, and clear. like he never loses his shit. He never once like just loses it because that's not the kind of person he is, but. He'll, he'll he'll stare you right in the eyes and he'll tell you very slowly you know and it'll scare the fucking shit out of you and well then, there's uh, another it's just crazy there's another point in the game where ellie says something and she actually catches herself she goes too far and he just goes too far yeah mm-hmm. and like, like, i mean just on the subject every bit of voice acting in that game is phenomenal there's, there's never a, a disconnect should should we go into like maybe another maybe the biggest Easter egg of the whole game? I don't I don't know what is the big Easter egg in, in, ter- in terms of the voice acting. You don't know it. Well, I didn't know oh, it. Until it hit, yeah, I didn't know it till it hit credits. Oh yeah, no, I knew it. I did. Never... I, I he he fucking damn that's some good voice acting because I had no idea because usually you hear a voice you're like oh that's Nolan North and then the whole time I'm like this dude's creepy as fuck and then I was looking at the credits and I was like like huh, what. I was like, Nolan Norse in this, like who? And then I said the name. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I had no clue. Like, he was, that, he that was credited convincing. as David slash Nathan Drake doll. So <laughs> <laughs> it's um, another one of those penguin scenarios where he comes out and does a voice you didn't expect because he always does like like every character, almost every character that Nolan North does he, he, sounds he like. Be, North. Well, he's he's smirking every time he says something. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Nolan North's voice acting, like fifty percent of it, consists of him just using his normal voice because it's so charismatic. I mean, yeah. Nathan Drake is Nolan North, so it's when you see him actually eking out of that comfort zone and doing something fucking crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's remarkable. But um, I don't know when you when you're talking about Joel not losing his shit in the end. I think he quite literally loses his shit. I mean, there's one particular moment to where. The man made me want to cry just because I've never seen like it's kind of like, you know, how you see the Batman laugh and you've never seen him <laughs> laugh before. So it, it really creeps you the fuck out. Like, you know, <laughs> you just you see like this apathetic individual, this quite dangerous individual um, finally show like a, a, a like a a shred of human emotion like he's panicking. He he looks like he's losing his daughter all over again. And, and I, I'll get to that part later. But I mean, yeah. Um, I was, I've been watching a lot of the Area 5 documentary, which, fuck, man, they did an amazing it's, job. It's really good. It's honestly worth the season pass alone. I've been telling everyone that I know about it. Like, I, I loved it. Just seeing every aspect of that game being developed is so cool. And the direction, I don't, I don't remember who directed the game, but they, I think, if anything, they were on point. Cause, like, that whole, that, that ending moment with, uh, Joel and Sarah, for example, it took Troy Baker, like, he had to take a two week break before he can go back and do the final result because a lot of them was just too dramatic. Yeah, I, I like how in the documentary, I don't want to give too much of that away, but I like how he realized in that moment that it wasn't about his performance as an actor. It was, well, that's not what Joel would have done. You know, he wouldn't have gone, you know, obviously you lose your daughter, you lose your shit. I think that would happen to anybody. But Joel's just, you know, it's just the way it's his demeanor, like to, you know, not necessarily go like, you know, that like 
go that you know crazy and dramatic. You know what I mean? I mean, it was dramatic enough to where it was genuine. It was dramatic believable. enough, but but I mean, you know, the way he was voicing it originally was a little, you know, it was it was a little bit more than that. Yeah, and I'm glad hmm. I'm glad that the director called him out on that. You know, it only again the the use of literally uh, literary devices uh, within both the construct, the narration, and the execution, as well as the script and and how the everything flows is phenomenal. It's quite honestly the the best example of fiction in video games. And in like and like what makes it even more remarkable is it takes a very unremarkable premise. A premise that's been saturated and beaten near fucking death, ironically, because it involves the undead. It involves both the post-apocalypse and and zombies, and or some form of zombies. I mean, how how, how often have we seen that in video games? The answer is too fucking much. Yeah. And and yet, but, The Last of Us made me care about that all over again. But again, again, it goes back to that story can be told a thousand times over as long as you give a shit about the characters. Any story. I mean, let's look at the World War Two scenario. If you give a shit about characters, you can sell the same story a thousand times, and it'll still be good, though. It's all about writing. I don't know. World War II has been fucking beating the ground. No more World yeah, War II. Give me save it, Saving Private Ryan quality writing in a World War II game, and I'll play it every day. Till the end of time. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm done with World War II. Like, fucking the 2000s of World <laughs> Fuck World War II. Like, I, I, but you know what? I said I was done with post-apocalypse games, so I stand to be corrected if I need to be corrected. So, um, but yeah, getting back to fall, I mean, I don't know, what was the, like, again, we're, we're kind of moving in this chronological order, but we're kind of skipping some small stuff. Is there anything that anybody want to bring up before we move on with fall? Because there's one I feel particular... like fall was, uh, like, at least the damn section was, like, yeah, it was a lot of character development, but at the same time, it's one of the shorter, I feel, I really feel like it hit home character wise and winter winter was when i gave a real shit about mm -hmm. both of them yeah well i mean winter's the moment where fucking a lot of shit changes oh, like God. really quick <laughs> like if there's three defining moments in that game for me it is sam and henry and the rest of fall winter and then the last part of the game I, I really feel like right at the tail end of fall when you're trying to just escape and get out of there that was so fucking well done that was like so brilliant in its execution how you know he's kind of going in and out of consciousness and he's, he's oh. kind of he's, he's trying to pull up the gun you know to, to you know fire and he can't do it and, and and she's trying to protect him the whole time like that whole part was um, so well done yeah like, I agree you know I mean it, it's not an escort mission but it's like she's just trying to make sure you can get through and mm -hmm. I, I just can't imagine, like, the strength it would take to get him out of there, you know, because he, I mean, he doesn't really make it all the way. He kind of does. I mean, he gets on the horse, but then after that, it's like, okay, shit, now what? Like, it's the middle of fucking, like, snow's hitting the ground now. We are officially in, going into winter, and I, I, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I have no idea where I am, where I'm supposed to go. Like, that... So, I feel like that portrayal cool. is so well done. Yeah, exactly. That portrayal mm -hmm. is so well done that... That that the, those twenty minutes that involved from like that happening to Joel up until Ellie trying to save him, I I sincerely believe that Joel died and that Ellie yeah. at that point was just trying to fend for herself. And she was the main character from there on. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought yeah. I thought he was done. Yeah, I thought they well, were gonna throw that in there. So I was like, oh man. Well, especially since everybody compares this game to The Road, and I don't know if I'm the only one who's read oh that no, book The Road and Country for Old Men are like the there two you go. biggest exactly. fucking. 
comparison. And that's what I thought. It's like, oh, God. And there is many a point in this game where I teared up. And when Joel was on his last legs going through that college, I was like, no, please, God, no. Damn it. I'm playing Ellie. Mm-hmm. And, and that was like, oh, so I was like, where the fuck is Joel? We need to know something about Joel. And, you know, just seeing Ellie, like, if anything, I, I really enjoyed Ellie. The only thing I, I didn't really enjoy Ellie is how long it took me to fucking kill a deer. Because that thing bled. I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> I, I, hard. I, I, I kind of figured it was like, this is their, like, they're doing another tutorial for me. But it's the tutorial of playing as Ellie. You know, like, just, it kind of had to walk you through the steps again. Because I, I knew, I, I, I fucking nailed that thing dead on. And I was like, oh, it's <laughs> not dead? Okay, they're going to lead me somewhere, you know. Yeah. Um, Boom headshot. What? Yeah, pretty there's, much. There's a lot of moments, too, that I kind of wanted to talk about, but uh, I, I did want to ask. Um, here's an interesting theory, too, because we haven't really mentioned it yet, but with the whole um, Ellie being immune to the infection of the cordyceps and being immune to turning into like a clicker or, or the monsters, uh, it almost made me realize because a lot of the uh, a lot of the attacks that, uh, you know, that she does involve her biting the forearm. It almost makes me realize that, like, I wonder if she can infect people like that. Mm-hmm. Well, she she makes an allusion to that. I don't know if it was a bluff or anything, but when she bites David and Winter, yeah, I yeah. think it was a bluff. It was try- she's trying to get out of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was just very strange. But yeah, I mean, in ex- exact, she has her own set of rules. She um, she uh. She she basically she has her knife, which uh, she uses as a melee because she can't fucking box up dudes or whatnot. Uh, she doesn't have the same kind of contextual powers that Joel does, where it doesn't matter who she knifes against what. I mean, it'll do the same thing. Um, I mean, when she sneaks, dude, she's fucking brutal when she sneaks up on somebody and nice because she just hops on you like a monkey and just stabs you fucking repeatedly. Like she just pulls a knife and thrusts it in. Like I don't even think she's going for vital zone. She's just like getting multiple stab wounds into somebody until they die, and, and yeah, just that, 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 she's counting on blood loss at that point. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I, I well, didn't know this until I think Andy told me, but like she has different stuff in her backpack, mm-hmm. apparently, mm-hmm. than Joel does. Like, yeah, I, like paperwork and stuff. Yeah, yeah. she does. I uh, didn't know. If you just stop and read it, it's uh, it's really cool. Like, again, it's. None, there's no exposition that would really like clue in as to, you know, how or or or, or to even bother looking. It's just, it's the game is very very much encouraging like uh you acting on your own will and doing your own thing and w- what you take out of it, which is again one of my favorite qualities out of that game overall. Um, but yeah, during that whole moment, I essent- I especially like made haste to sneak around, but. I also noticed that she's a lot more proficient with a bow than Joel is. I learned, like, the bow was a lot easier to use. I don't know if they kind of nerfed it to whatnot. But, yeah, that whole that whole exchange between uh, her and David, because, I mean, she's she's quick on the trigger. It's, it's just, it's really nice to see her, like, she doesn't have Joel, so it's almost like she has to be both herself and Joel. Like, she has to be Joel for Joel. That's why, I mean, she gives, like, fucking no qualm to taking out David or that other guy, I believe James, his name not not you James, but James James. Oh no! Um, <laughs> yeah, got taken out by a fourteen-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel bad about taking out for her. She's a fucking beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that whole that whole like not giving even an inch to them whatsoever and completely calling the shots, and then just you know, strangely being manipulated by David this whole time, who just comes off like this friendly person, like hey. You know, I mean, do who do you who are you with? What's your name? Uh, and then them fighting off like a horde of infected. I mean, at any point, she could have he could have killed Ellie, but he, he it's like I don't know. This is where I see like him the gradual signs of him being a psychopath because at this point he's he made it very much personal the moment that he came to this realization without making it apparent because then he he taunts her. As they like celebrate, like we're alive and we can make this transaction that we agreed upon, and he's just like, "Hey, you know, a lot of my men at this university were killed by a crazy old man and a little girl that was with him." And then the moment she comes to that realization, she freaks the fuck out and hand, like ready's hand at the bow, and mm-hmm. like that that moment, man, it was it like that that tension. Yeah, I, I just love when you see the realization on her face, like as oh, as yeah. he's like slowly telling her, like. A little girl and just like her face, like, you know, that that blank expression, then her eyes just kind of go frantically around searching for anything. It's yeah. Well, even then, like he continued to try to even after he caught her, after all the shit that went down, he was still like, you know, we're willing to make this work. Let it go by. And then she kind of made the enemy there. Well, yeah, but then you you find out a little bit later on that he's not exactly what he's. Oh, no, he's a psychopath. He's a psychopath, but. Yeah, and not only that, he's kind of. I I I love that they they wanted to uh, imply this because like a very big argument was um, a lot of people made is why 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 aren't there any ch- children child infected and Naughty Dog couldn't justify, um, you know they it's really killing killing children yeah it's something but I mean they they still did not skirt that I mean there are moments where like there's a particular moment when you're with Henry and Sam and you go into this room. And you see a sheet over a bunch of like chi- children's kids. feet, yeah, mm-hmm. kids, and they're like, somebody scrawled out in their own blood. I made sure they didn't suffer. So I mean, they they try to visit as much as they can within the taste of the fact. That, I mean, this is a this is a a public this is a mass market video game that they need to market to everyone. And the the subject material alone is already very questionable to where a, a lot of people won't be able to stomach it. I mean. A lot of people that couldn't even like really see it. Like there, there's particular moments. I mean, again, winter among the most or, or some of the most scary. But yeah, um, uh, and the game I, doesn't shy away from violence. Oh no, it but I mean, it does doesn't even not it doesn't even shy away from, from the other connotations though, because like I think very subtly, David is implying a, a a sexual relationship with Ellie, like very very subtly to the point where he then throws all the subtleties out the window and decides to have his way with her with her not living to see the end of it and that that's the part where it gets really fucking scary i mean at first he um decides fuck it i'm just gonna make a meal out of her because you've come to find out that david's community they're cannibals yeah uh which is how they live um but then i mean it's not even about like he he can't even take the satisfaction out of eating her anymore now he he there, that that moment, man, and that burning building was fucking yeah. That battle sucked. Well, like it, it was fine until it got to the point where you know he was fucking yeah. on you like a goddamn hawk, and you couldn't figure out where he was, and like it got tense 
a few times. No, but I mean, even at the at the end of it, like, though. Yeah, at, the, at the very end of it, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that like it's so. In fact, I think it's so graphic in its suggestive nature. Like the the entire like the game actually chronicles all the major cutscenes, like every single major cutscene except that cutscene. And I like to believe it's because of the subject matter. Like it's very suggestive. Like dude was, dude was about to commit like one of the biggest cardinal sins that that human that you could find in humanity. Like, and, you know, and the fact that you see that in a video game like that, I mean, it's, it was just intense. It, it, like, dear God, like, the, these fictional characters, I, I felt something that I, I could not have felt before in just that moment. And even that lead up to that moment, I mean, essentially, you're Ellie. I mean, we did skip around a lot. So Ellie comes to a realization that, hey, like, this dude, this dude's dangerous. Like, I gotta, I gotta get my medicine. I gotta go. And she takes the medicine. You see Joel, who you don't even know if he's alive. I mean, he he hardly makes any. He doesn't. Re- there's there's hardly any motions that like that even show any distinction that he's conscious. You know, he's just he's just laying on this makeshift bed, and just like that level, like that 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 one moment that really defines Ellie, like the best Ooh. qualities out of a human, to where she gives him all these like comforts and whatnot to to try to make him as comfortable as possible and she's laying on the cold ground next to him just wanting him to be okay and she puts his arm or her arm uh, on his chest just anything at all to like you know comfort him i mean i don't know that that feels home with me oh that game and then and then you know she she comes to realization from the noise that they're making that she's been spotted and her you know the very first thing that comes to her mind isn't how are we going to survive this is like how can I lead them away from Joel I need like Joel can't fight they will kill Joel if they find him so I mean it's not even like that moment I don't know that 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 was so intense for me and just getting through that yeah. but Joel waking up <sighs> yeah when uh, he finds out what's going on yeah goddamn <laughs> that interrogation scene yes Ooh. holy shit are you kidding me yeah that, yeah that's, uh, Mm. That's when you really see Joel for who he is, because yeah. he's a he's a monster. But he'll 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 destroy anything in his path if if it's for the right reason. Yeah, mm. but just that mo- like again, just talk about subject matter. He, I mean, he he has a knife wedged in between somebody's kneecap, which is one of the most painful things you can imagine. And he's just like, I'll pop it right goddamn off, and then <laughs> he sticks he sticks the fucking knife right in the dude's mouth after he finishes punching him up a little bit, has him point out where he needs to go on a map in his own blood and then strangles the fucking dude to death and then the other guy's like what the fuck man like like you ain't gonna get anything out of me because he's talking about like if it's not the same spot your partner's gonna point to i want to fucking off you ends up offing him anyway and then that that moment that moment that i think really just like left me shaken because like again like he fucking tortured these people you see them beaten and battered even before the interrogation starts that one moment where he just stops and he somberly looks at him just like, that's all right. I believe him. And then it doesn't even fade to black there. It fades to black after he cracks the pipe against the man's temple and you see the blood. Like, I think that's the part also that really dis- like distinguishes Last of Us is all those um, dramatic fade to black moments yeah. like that. They're not ambiguous. You see what happens, then it fades mm-hmm. to black. Then it cuts. Yeah, the it never scene cuts. finishes and then, in- okay, now we can transition. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, you see that dude's brain just splatter all against Joel as he beats the life out of him. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, I don't know. They're, but they're... Even when he's a monster like that, you still sympathize with him because you care about Ellie. Same as the reason, like, when he's a dick at the beginning of the game, he, you're just like, well, his daughter died. Well, his daughter died. You constantly have that reminder of I don't know. like I mean, I, I, I understand, like, what, the, you know, what loss can do to you, but to torture somebody to that extent and then to, like, remorselessly, like, again, keyword, remorselessly and, like, fucking mercilessly make them suffer, then kill them, like, there's, I'm sorry, there's just nothing to justify that. I mean, you can blame it on the fact that that's the way the world made them, but, I mean, it, it, that, that one kind of, scene almost clues in to the fact that he embraces that lifestyle it's what he finds it's his it's the element that he finds himself comfortable in and that's what really left me shaken like just his he, he was so cavalier about what he did to those two human beings who are helpless at that point i mean all all the moments that led up to that moment i justified murdering oh, and taking eyes, people out just, uh but that's the thing is i was okay with that you took away something that i cared about and I, if I was in his position, I can't say I'd have acted any differently. True. I mean, there is there is a lot of emotion attached to it involving Ellie, which is, I'm assuming, what what kind of drove those actions. But still, man, it was mm-hmm. it was fucking brutal. Just like mm-hmm. I don't know, I the string the dude, like I kind of saw that coming. But then, like, I don't killing know, his buddy, killing his buddy like that, and just the way he said it and how he said it was just like. Um, oh, kinda, we'll kind of go back to the uh, we'll go back to that in the next interrogation that Joel does. Um, but yeah, that moment that led up to it, and then again, like I think of anything too. This is the part where I, I like I really uh, appreciate Ellie's character, um, just because again, like in the face of everything, like Ellie makes no concession of who she is. She doesn't grovel. She, I mean, she plays some bluffs to where she frantically screams she's infected when she knows she's about to fucking when she's on the quite literally the chopping table, uh, mm-hmm. the the cutting the cutting room edge. Um, but I mean, David extends so many opportunities to try and you know make and you know it, it's creepy too because again more subtlety like those dudes they are like she's David's new pet. It's almost it, it makes it sound like she's he's done this before, which is even creepier. Um, but yeah, he's trying to extend this arm of friendship that I, that you get this weird vibe that it's leading to somewhere else. She fucking like just takes him out and just, and then finally she answers this question because he keeps asking her the whole time, like, what's her name? Like, my name is Ellie. I'm the little girl who just broke your fucking fingers. I'm like, damn, just fuck dude. Like, ah, it it was such, such a gripping moment. Oh, and a game full of those. Mm-hmm. Every, like pretty much like every every season has its one moment, maybe even more than one moment. It's it's a, mm-hmm. I mean it's one of the most mature like not mature in like a, uh, killed you blood gore sort of way, but the most adult one of the more adult games released in the past couple of years. That last moment we kind of touched off of. I mean where Ellie barely survives and then she's able to reach for her knife and prevent the the oncoming rape of David. I mean, she doesn't just fucking, you know, fend him off. She savagely and brutally kills him. Like, and, and is continually like she's mutilating him. I think that was, 
a moment where it was like Jesus Christ, and then just Joel just finding her in in like finding everything in the strength of consoler was like one of the most powerful moments in the entire game because he mm-hmm. he's crying he's crying over just seeing her and they're both in each other's arms just like it's okay and he calls her baby girl which is something that oh, he hasn't that, said that, yeah he says that and that's like that's when it hits home yeah because yeah. that's what he called sarah so but that also that also reminds you that ellie is still just a young girl like she's been exposed to a lot of really bad shit but that sadly i think after that she's not yo like you see that she can be a hard ass she can try to be like joel you know and on guard all the time but at that point she drops her guard and does just the most impulsive thing that she can mm-hmm. like the the reaction that somebody who isn't numb to evil would do <clears throat> So, uh, the one thing I did want to mention, too, that we, we fucked up again. So, the game starts in summer, it ends in spring. So, it's it's summer, then then fall, <laughs> then winter, then spring. So, you know, seasons are hard. Seasons are super hard. Well, seasons are very you, difficult. You, you guys would know that if you lived in Ohio, because we don't even know what the fucking seasons are half the time. I, I think it was spring last week, this week it's summer. Um, it is most fucking... definitely summer today. God damn it. Oh, the sweat tells me it's <laughs> summer right now. <laughs> hmm. um, but yeah, at this point, we're now going into spring. And, you know, we we kind of see a role reversal. Like, Ellie's just very apathetic. And yep. Joel Joel is just very... He's, he's trying he, to... Up- he, 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 he could have been fucking whistling and just skipping walking down that road. Oh, I know. And yeah, I knew something. Like, I, 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 knew, I knew shit was going to hit the fan. He's like, you know, after this is all done, I'm going to teach you how to play guitar. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, damn it. Like, something Joel, bad's going to happen. Attached. Don't get attached. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah well, because she's, you know, she's also, she she begs him several times because this is more of the ambient dialogue that requires, like, uh, the optional conversation button prompt. He admits that he used to sing and that, like, he would sing. And, you know, I know Troy Baker's an excellent singer because he, he did that for Bioshock Infinite. So I'm just like, oh, man, like, I would love to hear Joel sing. So, you know, yeah, but you you definitely anticipated something, but that apprehension towards like water uh definitely it, it came to a hilt here um but just <sighs> yeah everything that led up to this though like i see where you see Joel's full turnaround cuz i mean there's a particular moment where i mean Joel's still on edge but i mean he's trying he's trying to be uplifting for the sake of Ellie cuz he understands like Ellie was nearly raped and killed i mean there's a lot going through her head and like you know she's trying to come to terms with what she's did she's already killed so many people and whatnot and, and and it's finally hitting her and then that moment man when you when you come to that ladder that, that one of those you know fucking ladder moments in in all of last of us where it's just <laughs> standard fare and then you just see it drop and she runs you freak the fuck out like i don't even know how many times i fucked up trying to get the ladder back into the position yeah um uh, but yeah where you just see um a herd of giraffes. It is, it, 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 it is kind of cool though, like that moment, like where you did that, like, like they kind of talk about it a lot in the documentary as well, like that, you know, that thing you do all the time, like you know the cues, you know, it's like put the ladder, climb up, and then like you know you have to call for her, you know, like hey, come on, let's you know let, let let's finish this, you know, and she's so lost in her own thoughts. It's just kind of a weird, like it is a cue, you know, it's a story cue that you wouldn't maybe necessarily pick up on otherwise. Wait, it's very it's very subtle. Wait a second, are we gonna really gonna we're, we're gonna skip the giraffe part? 
No, 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 no. this is just the giraffe. Right We're going okay. up to that. It's like you have to constantly, that whole time, she, Joel's sitting there like, I'm going to do this, you know, teach a guitar. This is my backstory, which, you know, for the last 10 hours, you've just been like, well, Ellie's talkative. And now it's role reversal, and he's having to go, hey, Ellie, come on, let's, you know, let's get this over with. And then she runs off after you get this ladder, and then you're like, oh, God, what happened? It, Who do I have to fuck up now? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, shit. <laughs> and, and it's just, it comes to this point because, again, like, she has, like, regardless of, uh, like, all the hardships she's faced, she, she has this very endearing sense of, like, will to live. Like, she has this very endearing appreciation for life, uh, and, and where Joel, Joel is so dismissive of it, especially at one key point in the game where, you know, he's like, this is the world, like, you know what I mean? And, like, he has such a different view, but then she just coyly responds and like, yeah, but you, you know, gotta love that view. And, you know, and she, she just, she's just grateful for the fact that she's on top of a building and outside of the quarantine zone. Like, that alone, she's, you know, that alone means the world to her, regardless of, you know, all the sadness that's surrounded with it. And, and slowly but surely you're seeing this gradual distaste for like you know she she no longer has the same outlook on life now she she's almost become like she's almost adopted this jaded outlook that that Joel has come into it with the outlook it's like it's that role reversal like he she's brought out like that life can be good again in him and the quite the opposite happened with her but then there's one thing that turns her around and it's just this wild herd of uninfected giraffe. Um, and it, it's funny too, because prior to the university, uh, you know, other than a recording that suggests that they were hostile, you see all these fucking infected monkeys and none of them try to go after you. It's funny. They just run around going, meow, 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 I'm a monkey. Like, I, I don't know if they did that exactly, but still like, I, re- I remember that. Exact those lines, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but so they who were... else would have been curious to see an infected giraffe? I, I would have. I would have been curious to see like infected anything because like even then like the newspaper especially talked about how the infection started with animals first. Um, and yeah. and there is there like funny enough is like this like what make what gives it real solid ground is like there is an actual cordyceps infection that that lives amongst bugs and small rodents that operates very similarly to that of Last of Us. So it's fucking well, that was creepy. one of the. That's one of the teasers that they did. Like, uh, the vi- one of the viral campaigns was like just a link to, uh, like a wiki page that talked about these, this fungus that would infect ants in the Amazon and cause them to grow stuff out of their heads. Very, very similar to what happens in the game. Take the ant, make it the human. Boom. You have exactly how it works in nature currently. Yep. Yeah. But it's, uh, I know it's uh it's just very strange that you didn't see a lot more of that other than humans. But again, like it didn't take away from the game. But yeah, seeing seeing these giraffes and then her just watching it and then Joel just joining her. Mm -hmm. uh, Joel asks her the same question again. Like, so, I mean, is this everything you expected it to be? And she responds like, you know, the the world in itself is slightly let me down. I was expecting more. But, you know, the view hasn't changed and still just like she she repeats the same line, implying it's like there's still a beauty to it. So she recovers that. And it like Mm -hmm. that one moment. I mean, and again, that moment's completely dependent on how the player wants to absorb it, because, I mean, you could just stay there chilling for a couple minutes. I mean, life stands still in, in that game. 
for that moment, and it and it's incredible just watching the giraffe go by. Oh, and then you look out in the field, and there's an entire herd of them. You, I think it's like you could stand there for three, four, five minutes easy. I yeah, but I that, really wanted to, and that music I did, yeah. too. Just, I didn't want to oh, leave. Yeah. I didn't want to leave at all. I wanted to sit there and just watch them. It was almost like uh, Jurassic Park with the brachiosaurs. Jurassic Park. Ooh. What? There we go. That's that's my thing now. I'm gonna make a park just nothing but giraffes <laughs> and tall <laughs> legends. I, I actually expect her to get sneezed on. I think I made that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be legit. Yeah, but yeah, the fact that Joel like, it was, dude, like, damn, those for being in a post-apocalypse where there are things that try to eat you or bite at you and beat you, like that, that giraffe was oddly friendly. That was the one thing I was just like, oh wow, that's like, it's it's not skittish at all. I don't know if giraffes are friendly by nature, but it was it was just totally like, yeah, you can pet me. Here you go. Here's my snout. Here's my giraffe snout. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but that that whole moment was beautiful, and it, and I think that's that point where, you know, Joel comes to his realization, and he's just like, let's let's go home, like like he finds it, he finds her, and he and he's just like, dude, we don't have to do this. I think I think we've lost. I think we've done enough. We can go home, and you know, she she has survivor's guilt, hard survivor's guilt. She's like, I can't. After everything that's happened, like, I'd be a piece of shit if I turned around now. Yeah, I mean, she just says, like, after all we've been through, everything I've done, you know, especially, like, what she's had to sacrifice, what she's had to do, like, you know, it can't be for nothing. It can't be just for us to turn around and say, okay, well, that was that was an experience. Let's go back home. Like, you know, she turned into a completely different person. You know, like, she had those moments where she became just as much of a monster as Joel is. Yeah. And, the, it, it, it couldn't have been just for them to have each other, and that was it. Like, she had to do this for a reason. She, Yeah, it sinks in, too. Like, uh, I still remember the first time she killed a person, because, like, Joel was about to die, and she took the gun and fucking shot that dude, and she's even like, and, holy shit. But even then, he gave her shit about it at first, yeah. you know? I killed, mm. but, like, I loved it. I hella killed that guy. I killed the fuck out of that guy. <laughs> uh, and he's just like, you nearly blew my goddamn head off. That's what you did. Like, geez, come on, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, she, like, at first she has this, like uh, an odd sense of apathy. But then again, I mean, considering the world she grew up in and everything, and she understands like what they're facing, I guess she she had to toughen up. But yeah, I mean, she did a lot more facing like what she did with David and what she had to go through with Henry and Sam and Tess. Uh, yeah. it really affected her, and she, you know, she she makes no allusion to saying it, but. Yeah, going through that moment, and then uh, the the second biggest moment leading up to the end is when you know she talks about like she she gets to know Joel, and I think she understands like she she begins to understand Joel a little bit more and why he is or how he is, and then he apologizes for for like I think any of the ways she treated him, like I'm so sorry, Joel. I can't imagine like living. Like living a life where you you have these things and you didn't appreciate them and then losing everything, like it's almost like she's even saying like I can't even imagine you being alive still like after everything you lost. Kind of like echoing what Andrew was saying earlier. And she gives, yeah. and she gives uh, him the picture of him and Sarah that you saw from the room and that Tommy took from the house that he rejected. And then that's when he's finally like I, I can't run away from this anymore, but you know. I can move on, but I, and, and like he realizes it and he thanks her. I don't know. There's a very, there's a very compassionate moment. Stupid, good to char- character development. 
yeah, it's 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 pretty damn good. I don't know. I was very just a whole thing that went about. I don't know. I, I, how do you guys feel about that that picture moment? I mean, I I, I, get, I personally wish I would have felt more. I I did, but I I it's like I was saying before. Like I kept on feeling like there was going to be these moments of like what the walking dead tried to do, but the walking dead, like just fucking telegraphed everything. Like, like they were fucking ready to make you feel something even before it was actually happening. You know, I think, I think this game, the good thing about it is like, you can feel, uh, but it does You don't feel bad if you don't necessarily feel as much. Like in those moments, I was like, wow. I was like, you know, like I can't imagine what that would feel like, you know, but it never got me like really super teared up or really super upset. But I don't think the game ever, I think the game respected you as a player and as a person too much to be like, all right, well, cue the music, cue this sad part. Like, you know, it would mm-hmm. do it, but it was very subtle, you know, like it never really forced it upon you. Like the Walking Dead did it to a point where I was like, I was fucking bawling even before it got to the end because it, it, it was fucking like pinpointing everything that's going to happen. Like, all right, here we go. You ready to cry? It's going to happen right now. And, and like the Walking Dead just didn't do that. Not, not Walking Dead. The Last of Us didn't do that. You know, you could, you could have definitely felt that, but I never felt like it forced it on you. It was very subtle in how it did everything. Um, so we're getting through like one of the craziest infected parts of the game. Uh, there's like Mm -hmm. three bloaters. We never really Mm talked about the bloaters. Um, so do you guys? Yeah, fuck those things. Yeah, like like like, 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 there's literally no anybody try to fight those. Yeah, all top cocktails. Are you serious? Did you guys fight that last part of the game? I fought uh, near the oh, end. Oh, 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 you went God. stealth the whole time, didn't you? I uh, did. No I way... didn't get into a single fight with those guys. That's smart. That's smart. Uh, That's probably no. the way you should have done it. Well, no, you have to fight a bloater when you're in the build section in that town. Like, you're forced to fight a bloater. But yeah, I had to fight two bloat. The fir- Okay, because there's three sections. So, like, in that tunnel, in the in that Softway building, for example, you have, like, a line. It's so funny. You have a line of runners that are just like, <laughs> like, I've strangled all of them. Just turned my flashlight off. Yeah. Um, And then... When I uh, got through that moment, uh, eventually a clicker, like, because, like, clickers, they move around a lot more than, I'm, I'm sorry, not clickers, bloaters. They move around a lot more than clickers, so, like, I just couldn't avoid them. The bloaters set off everything, and at that point, uh, I made sure to, like, after dying twice, I cleared all the clickers, like, because uh, you're able to level up your shiv capability to where your shiv doesn't break off and you can use it multiple times. Like, I focused on two of the big shivs. And then I, after that, I never died against clickers because that was the one big frustration within combat that people address that they're one hit kills. So um, bloaters, uh, I had to learn very much that the best fucking secondary item in the game is uh, the Molotov cocktail. So I got, you know, luckily got two of them within two Molotov shots and then I threw a nail bomb and then shotgun blasted both of them and I took them out. And then the runners, I just beat the shit out of with a fucking crowbar. Like nah, all anybody, you you can scene. you can you can game the runners. You can game all the infected with a with a Molotov, especially clickers, because clickers will head towards where they heard the splash of the Molotov and just stand in the fire. <laughs> yeah, hey guys, yeah, I love that. that. Runners will do it too. Like, what's this? Oh, no, no, they slowly waddle around, writhing in pain. Though, let's be fair. They're like, ah, like somebody they would like, just stand there, listen, like, where's that glass? Why, why is it so hot over here? What's yeah. going? on? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't they don't they don't look like some fucking dumb animal that doesn't realize it's in a microwave. I mean, they 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 realize like, "Oh shit." <laughs> so, it's a uh, 
it's it's i mean it, it's still very uh it, it definitely does communicate across but yeah no i had to take those two bloaters out i didn't take the first because there's three of them total first section and then there's a later section with a bunch of them but yeah i had to take them out i knew somebody I, took all of them out and just like willingly wasted all their supplies on that and i'm just like jesus why and that's one of those moments where i'm just like fucking play the game right <laughs> jesus I, I died a few times there it's not like i it was like oh just stop around everything no but I also knew at the same time, you know, I don't want to fight these bloaters. How do I get around them? And yeah, it's that, cool because, that... you know, we I'm have two going. very different gameplay. Like, you were just like, fuck it. I'll take out these two bloaters. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't make Molotov cocktails. I didn't use them. What? It's crazy. Nope. None. I used projectiles almost exclusively if I could. Like, the, the cans with the nails and shit in them and screws. I use those a lot. Uh, Molotov cocktails. I I learned that nobody really used smoke bombs a lot, and smoke bombs are no. fucking insane because like I, when you when when you're in a human encounter and you use smoke bombs and you just come across it. somebody, you just immediately shiv them. Like, and it doesn't yeah. use your shiv; it's it's a it's a new button prompt. So like, there are oh, people just wow. yeah, huh. exactly. So people are just coughing, and like I didn't have to use up a shiv. I'm just like yeah, in your neck, in your neck, and like they just started all yeah. dropping like flies. That's kind of cool. You just kill them, but you just have to get close enough. That's actually yeah, I didn't know that. Damn. And yeah, Wish no, I you done craft, that. <laughs> craft all the time. And like the beauty of the crafting in The Last of Us is that uh, different items they don't use like these different arbitrary fucking resources. They all share the same resources. So like you guys may have been focused on making health packs, for example, but health packs and Molotovs use the exact same resources. So I had to make that constant. There was that constant battle decision, like what's going to be more useful to me later, and then. You know, if I had that advantage, if I died, like in that bloater section, for example, I didn't make a health pack. I made a second Molotov. Yep. So, yeah. like, you know, that, that's the beauty of the crafting system in, in the yeah. combat. Again, like, this is definitely, in my opinion, this is the best combat system I think I've ever enjoyed in anything. Just from the contextuality, like, dude, being able to run up on somebody and then smash, like, a fucking plank of wood into their gut and then take their face by gouging their eyes and slamming the back of their fucking head into a wall and watching their cranium spill out the fucking nonsense that is our human anatomy? Dude, it... it ugh, it's, en it's engulfing. Okay, speaking of stuff that's really cool in terms of death, when a bloater gets a hold of you, he doesn't bite you. No, 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 no. He just grabs you one end of your jaw with one hand, the other end with the other hand, and just pulls like you're some kind of wishbone. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, that's crazy like, too, man. It cuts away as soon as your skull explodes. Mm -hmm. Like the and oh, I was just like, oh. It's time even it better during one moment where you're like, uh, they're they're spores. So like Joel's wearing the gla uh, the gas mask, and like yeah. when a bloater kills you, like he, you actually see him break the gas mask and, and oh cool it, still do it yeah it was really kind of cool i didn't fight that bloater either i know exactly what you're talking about. i didn't fight him either no i had to fight him it's so funny because i had to fight nearly every bloater i saw except for that one in the very beginning i i snuck past him nope i fought three maybe three i had i wanted nothing to do with bloaters mm -hmm. yeah they're they're assholes to kill unless you have molotov cocktails they are they are sponges <laughs> They oh man! Bullet sponges, and not only that, they they are quick. They are stupid quick, and they only need at least three feet of distance between you and a bloater before they'll lunge at you and kill you within one hit. And not only that, they, between you can't even really do that great of a job keeping distance between them because they lunge these fucking spore bombs at you. Mm-hmm. 
and you can't even hang out in the area because it slowly drains your health. Yeah, I mean, and that's just a testament to how good the combat. You are never comfortable while in combat. The game forces you to constantly be afraid, which affects your decision making. You know, it's not like Metal Gear Solid. That's a perfect example, actually. A stealth game where the combat is a very valid second choice. Metal Gear Solid, when you get into combat with a gun, you're okay with it because, you know, Snake's, Snake's an action hero. And Joel is... He's frantic. Like, when I get into a gun game with Infected, I'm freaking out. Like, I would rather fight humans in that game than I would Infected. Actually, i rather fight Infected because uh, Andrew made a very valid point. They're just more predictable. And, like, they mm-hmm. even make... Like, everyone even talks about, like, they suck and they're still scary, but I'd rather face those and face people. Like, the, like people. It's so funny in this world how people are a threat more than infected. It, it, it's a very the underlying the, theme. Yeah, and the end of the game points that out. I don't want to say it slaps you in the face with it, but for anybody who paid an iota of attention to the end of that game, it was kind of like, uh huh, I see what you're doing here, game. I'm catching on to your tricksy ways. Um,. I, and I wanted to mention that uh, we're now leading to the end of the game, and this is like this is where my heart was like was essentially like just poured out because uh, Andrew talked about like, and you know I kind of saw it too, but the moment I kept getting through all the palette parts pretty easily, I I would say that I was genuinely surprised by this part, but I guess Andrew was preparing himself the whole time, but yeah, that moment where you know Ellie gets trapped into that bus of water, and I'm freaking the fuck out, like yeah. I. Like, cause you know, this game, when you're at this point of the game, you, you now understand that anything can happen. I mean, you almost thought at one point that Joel died. So, you know, I'm just freaking out. And then that moment where he's able to save her, but all he's trying to do is just perform CPR on her. And you just see like this, this look of helplessness on Joel's face that I've never seen before. He He's like near the end. Oh, of you tears. saw it once before. You saw it once before. Well, when right. Your daughter died. Right. But I mean, I, I, Within this, within this context, and like yeah. he, he's just saying, he's just like, he's just not breathing. She's not breathing, and then he just like uh-huh. even the fact that people are shouting him to like get away from her, like it's nothing deterring him to the point where he has to take the butt of a rifle to the temple, uh, in order for him to wake up. And then you see Marlene, and you see them sitting there. That 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 was honestly the most powerful cutscene in the entire game. That conversation, because uh, there's a particular moment where he's just like I. I just want to see her and just like, you don't have to worry about her. Just like, I, I worry. I worry. I just, I want to see her. You can't. <sighs> she's being prepped for surgery. And he's just like, what? And then like, she's trying to explain it. And she's, she's even trying to give it a positive spin. Like we found the cure. Like we found it. And then, you know, he, he puts two and two together. Just like, but wait a minute. The fungus grows around the brain. And then she looks back at him. And she says, it does doesn't it and then like you talk about that 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 expression you see the expression on it on somebody's face changing he immediately like the moment he puts two and a goo together just like find somebody else yeah like no that monster mm-hmm. comes back out to play that was in that uh interrogation scene yeah no it's but that, that same that, look that 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 moment where you see his face and he's just like find somebody else and then like that dude had to step in and put joel down and she's trying to justify it to him. He even sits like, it's funny the way Joel just sits down and sits in one place, and he's just like, again, he has a sense of helplessness, but he, it's mostly anger. 
And then yeah. she's trying to say, like, you, anything that you're feeling right now is nowhere near and paramount to how I'm feeling. I raised her. I took care. I promised her mom I'd look after her. He's just like, the, why are you doing this? Why? Like, he, I think that's the most human I've seen him, too. Like, normally he would be dead. But when she, when she tries to justify that this is the benefit of humanity, he doesn't buy it. He just calls her out on it and says, like, you keep telling yourself that bullshit. And at that moment, like, you see the look on her face change, too. She's just like, get him out of here. Shoot him if he does anything. And then, dude, that that brutal moment. And funny enough, I stealthed this whole scene. I think I, I have not found anybody who didn't stealth this. Uh, the encounter with the. Uh, yeah, I, I, I tried to do a firefight and like they dropped one of their AKs. And I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. And it's I only got, got like 17 rounds. And it's shitty. It's a shitty ass gun. <laughs> like with fucking like it sprays all over the place. I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah, like, and then it has so many, like, you know, like, barricades and so many things you can get behind and around. Like, yeah, that whole section is made entirely for stealth. Yeah, I just, I, I just oh, yeah. strangled, I strangled everybody and then got through where I needed to get through. But that, I, that interrogation. I, I, at that moment, though, like, I kind of, I kind of alluded to it when we talked uh, on the last show. After that happened, after I realized what they were going to attempt to do to her, I, I didn't care if she was secure for anything. I, I didn't care. Like I took my time with every single kill. I made every single kill. <laughs> like I, I felt every single one. I made them feel it too. Like it, it was blatant, deliberate, and it was it was cold. Like honestly, I, I felt at that moment that I, you, God could be in front of me. I would have choked him out along with everyone else if I had to. Like, and that goes I, back to what I I, 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 I had no remorse whatsoever. And that goes back to what I said earlier. We go from. You know, Joel just surviving and not giving a shit about who gets in his way, who dies, whatever. You know, to he's that man on a mission. You know, you feel every, you take pride in every kill that you do on your way to save her. Mm -hmm. Because I think I think he got to that point where he let his guard down, where he thought, okay, I think we're gonna be okay. We're we're almost there. Yeah. This journey's almost over. He let his guard down for one second, and then you know he pretty much got shit on again. He was like, this isn't gonna happen again. I I, I won't let you know anyone else tell me this is how i should feel or what i should do like yeah. i don't care i just don't care and you know um that moment that second interrogation to where he's just like like it's almost like he's batman just like where is she um fucking he's just he's like I don't, I don't, fuck it i don't got time for this and just do blasts the dude's genitals right mm -hmm. right fucking point blank with a gun and just seeing that pain that dude, and then he goes again, shoots again. And I'm just like, I, I was surprised that the man even said anything at that point. He's like, upper floor. Okay, cool. Takes him out with a third gunshot to the fucking dome. Like, blasted that dude's bubble goose. And I'm like, Jesus. Um, but yeah, I got through that whole moment. And then when you find Ellie on the operating table, um, here's the thing. I think this is the only time that made me feel like a bad person because if I and I'm I, I almost kind of want to go back and see what happens, but uh, ha did you guys kill the doctor? Because I I guess you you don't have to like I guess you can shoot him in the leg or what? shoot him. Yeah, I shot him right in the face. Like I aimed right for his face and pulled the trigger. And, oh yeah, I got him right between the eyes. Yeah, I got him right between the eyes too. <laughs> apparently, and people are and, like like all the other doctors are like you fucking monster. And, and he killed everyone in the operating room. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and you know what? I took my time. I, I shot the doctor. I, I shot the doctor point blank. I walked up to the second one. I shot them. That third final one that was like kneeling, just like like curled into a ball. I shot her last. What? I didn't even know you can do that. 
I shot all three and I took my time. Jeez. Yeah, oh. and I, and it, it kind of scares me that I could do that, but I was in a different mindset at that time. You have to understand, I was at the point where <laughs> if, if, if like my daughter came back and said, don't kill me, you know, but in order to not kill me, you have to kill Ellie. I probably would have killed her too. Like, I, I didn't care who it was. They were dead as soon as, as soon as I saw them. Like, I was I was a man possessed at that point. Jesus Christ. It was crazy. I, I took, like, know you five minutes. do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I took five minutes, and I was like, okay, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. I am not going to damn humanity right now. And then I didn't know you could shoot him in the knee, of course, but... I, I heard that people can, the you're gonna you're gonna incapacitate him because he's the only one that comes at you all hostile. Everybody else will be like you know hide from you, but I guess you can you don't have to kill him. You can incapacitate him. <laughs> but yeah, I just killed him. And I'm like fuck, man. That may have been the last brain surgeon on the planet. Yeah, I know, right? Oh my god. And and I'm just like fuck it though. And then like that that but Jesus Christ, I didn't think you can kill ev- the the women. I, I took out the entire goddamn hospital. Hell, I, I even tried not to kill him. I walked out out of the room. I was like, what happens if I walk out of the room and walk back to the elevator? <laughs> You're it, like, oh, oh, okay. Never mind, guys. See you later. Okay, okay. I, I, apparently, I have to do something about it. No, yeah, exactly. That moment, though, where he grabs Ellie and he holds her and then the music just starts playing and he's just talking to her and she's completely unconscious. He's like, I'll get you out of this, baby girl. I mean, he's just running left and right from, like, fucking hordes and hordes of soldiers and he barely makes it alive out to that elevator that at that point like my heartstrings were pulled so tight that like they were ready to snap I actually was thought... ready for joel to die i was just ready for joel to fall over ellie gain reconsciousness like somehow miraculously at that moment and her get on the elevator i actually i actually thought it was going to be a repeat of the scene from the first segment where he would run up and someone would shoot him and kill both him and ellie by accident that's what I thought was going to happen. Oh, that would have been the worst. Mm-hmm. No. Or like the elevator door opens and something pops out and kills but, you both. Yeah, but that moment, though, um, where the elevator, <sighs> that ending, where that elevator door opens and you see Marlene uh, there with a gun. Just, uh, I think if, if Andrew was trying to really encapsulate like a man possessed, uh, you know, you kind of see an immediate res moment to where it just zooms to the highway and you just see Joel and Ellie driving in the back seat, and and Joel flat out lies to Ellie. And see, when you're exploring the hospital, you kind of find out that Ellie isn't the first of her kind. Like yeah. that, there are other people who are non-infected, but they, from all the tests that they pulled from them, it was inconclusive. Like they wouldn't have worked. The thing that's really insane is that they did the same thing with Ellie and they're like, no, we can do it. We, we can make a vaccine. Like, we, this is the breakthrough. The biggest breakthrough in fucking medical history. And, yeah, like, she really was the one. And Marlene was trying to explain that and she's just like, do you think, like, this is what she would have wanted. Like, you take her out in the world now, you're just damning her a life where she'll be miserable to where, you know, she could be raped or murdered or worst. Like, you know, this is something she would have wanted. Um, and you know, Joel looks like he, you know, that that reasoning is hitting him, and he's just explaining to Ellie like, no, turns out there's a dozens like you, and it didn't work. There's no oh, cure, and you can tell that he is an uncomfortable liar too. Like he doesn't play it off very well at all. No, 
But even then, I think Ellie's already built that rapport to where she knows him. But yeah, that, yeah. that whole flashback, just like to where he just like sneak shoots her, then fucking takes her car. And then like now, like I said, this moment's really like this game's really built on like not sparing the player the uncomfortable moments from seeing test like dead body to like all, all the moments that don't cut until after they're shown in completion before fading the black or cutting the black, I should say. You see that moment where like Marlene at this point, like she's no threat anymore. She's like dying on the ground and she's begging for her life. She's like, please, please don't do this. And Joel just looks at her and says, you just come after her and fucking shoots her in cold blood. Like, you know, and, and that's Marlene was Ellie's surrogate mother. Like she like, you know, what I mean, like she she raised Ellie like if Ellie only knew, you know what I mean? And that when they are near uh tommy's uh refuge and they're they're nearing that and like you think everything's over she expresses yet again like her survivor's guilt and she talks about like how she was just waiting to like do something just make whatever her living was worthwhile and joel tries to like explain like i can't be the one to give you a purpose in life but like i want to help you and, he, and, you know, like, Joel found it. Joel found it in the, in the most selfish way. And he, like, he showed, like, what humanity is truly capable of. I mean, you know, uh, who knows what, like, the cure could have done. Who knows if it would have even done anything. But it was quite honestly, like, the most progressive, th- probably the most progressive thing that, that could have happened in that game had it gone through. And it didn't. And he, and he had no remorse towards taking away what it was. And she understood it. I, oh god. And I mean, James knows and Andy knows because when we played D&D the weekend after I beat it, I was just like, I've never been so mad at a video game end in my <laughs> life. Ever. I, I've, like, because I wasn't mad at Joel, but at the same time, I, I was so pissed off at him because he damned, he literally damned humanity. He... Here was the chance, and he took it away for a very selfish purpose, but at the same time, I didn't want to see Ellie die. I, I did not. It's, it's very conflicting, but I think, like, the most conflicting moment is where, you know, cause I, I in all of this, you, you know, it, it's kind of like, I drew a parallel to Breaking Bad, where you're rooting for Walter White, and now you're at the point where you're not. Like, he, Joel is no longer a protagonist that I sympathize with. At one point he was, but now he's he's the worst. And that's how it becomes Ellie's story. And you see that glint in her eye. And and she's just like, promise me. Just promise me everything you told me about the Fireflies is true. And, you know, he again, he commits to his lie. And he says it is. And it zooms in her face. And you see tears well up in her eyes. And she accepts it. You know she knows she's lying. Like, there, there's not a fucking doubt, not a shadow of a doubt, that she does not read into Joel's deception. And yet, she accepts it just because I think she understands the conviction of this man and how much I think she, un- she goes to understand how much he cares for her. I mean, a- a before any of this, he's even talking about how he wished Sarah could have met Ellie because he felt they would have been best friends. And, like... All that hitting the fan, like I, I bawled. That that was probably the hardest cry I, I had. See, I didn't cry at all. I had no sympathy whatsoever. I had no mm-hmm. remorse. Like uh, you say that, you know, he had damned humanity by doing that. 
I felt completely the opposite. I felt that humanity had damned themselves already. I was at the point in that game where I was like, you know what? They had their chance and they failed. You know, like, like, like there's one thing that happened that was bad and our society and our, you know, our, our, you know, just everybody just proved that, you know, it wasn't worth saving. And, and I didn't care. I was like, what's the point of saving everybody? They're just going to fuck it up again anyways. Like I, I was, I was at the point where I was like, well, everyone's fending for themselves at this point. As long as I have her, I can feel like I can at least exist or I at least can feel some kind of happiness. So I, I had no remorse. I was like, damn everyone else. I don't I care had, about anyone I know, else. All I, I care about is you're a her. monster. You're, I, you're... I, that, that game turned me into a monster. And, and the thing that's really subtle about the game, what it does is the whole time you're going through this, like, you know, this uh, not an apocalypse, but like this, you know, this post pandemic, you know, you're going through this whole world without, you know, modern technology and, and, and modern, you know, conventions. You know, you, you realize that nature took itself back. You know, we spent all this money and all this time to take away from nature. And then 20 years, nature came back and it's just overrun with like, you know, I know it's it's kind of a beautiful tragedy to see like this world destroyed. But at the same time, you see like the trees growing and moss mm-hmm. and, and all these different kinds of plantation, all these different kind of things that you wouldn't even see in a modern world because, you know, we had pretty much destroyed it at that point. And I feel like it was kind of, you know, it, it, it does that Walking Dead thing, not in the game so much, but like the, the show and the comic where the monsters aren't really the undead. The monsters are people. They're the ones that are more worse than anything you could ever encounter out there and just, you know, out in the field somewhere where it's like a bunch of walkers or it's a bunch of, you know, clickers. Like, that wasn't the thing that was wrong. That wasn't that wasn't the enemy. The people that you encounter, survivors, they're the enemy. And I, yeah. I just got to the point where I was like, I'll, I don't care. Like, it's me and Ellie, and that's it, you know? And I could care less about anyone else in this world. They had their chance and they fucked it up, so to hell with them. Uh, I'm on Andy's side in this whole thing. That's oh. how I feel about the ending. I feel like, like I, I'm not, I'm not saying maybe not about like maybe humanity has <laughs> maybe maybe, over. maybe maybe not as dark as I've maybe gotten not as dark this as whole thing. Got, but but game, I'm not gonna be mad. But they can find someone else. Ellie, they basically this guy's had too much shit happen to him. Joel has had too much shit happen to him where you're taking his one last bit of happiness away from him for a world I, you can care less for yeah so so why not I mean I'm, not, I'm saying that basically what I came to after I thought about it for a couple of days I'm like I cannot say that I would not do the same exact thing Joel did if that well I would have died in Pittsburgh but but, <laughs> um, but I'm not saying that if I was as badass as Joel, I would not do the same thing because that's like your last little bit of happiness. They're getting ready to cut its cut its brain out and, and kill it. I'm not saying that. I totally agree with what Joel did. I really do. I, I agree with what you're saying, James. I do. Like, and that's where I was mad is because I was usually it's such a black and white with video game endings you know there's very few games that make you walk out going I gotta sit on this to figure out how I really you know I'm gonna justify it and Last of Us you know when you beat it you just kind of put the controller down I watched the credits roll because I was hoping for something afterwards but the whole time I'm just going I don't know you 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 know? know what funny enough um, what really affected me, I guess, is different from all of you guys, is I would have made the same decision too, and it would have haunted me a little bit, but my decision was the way he treated it, uh, and what made me angry. The fact that he lied to Ellie, 
the fact that he was just so selfish in the way he carried it out. Like mm-hmm. it was it wasn't like what really affected me is it turned into not even being about Ellie anymore. It turned into being about her because of his sake, not because of her sake. And what it doesn't matter what she would have wanted. She's too stupid to know what she would have wanted. That's the way I felt like he approached the situation. And it it really made me cry because like I in somewhere in her head it's like she like I saw like just a portrayal the way I took from it is like she she came to that realization and then at the same time I don't know if she settled for it whatever but she embraced it because as sad as it is that's that's the most love anything that's the most love that's ever entered her life and that that whole thing it just rang true of all the worst qualities of mankind and it just it hurt me as a person and it hurt me as, especially for her sake and that and that's when like I don't know I, I think I just analyzed it a little bit too much it got too existential but fucking the like ga- that game made me cry several times and that, that was a hard one was the ending and here's another thing is right before the last minute of actual gameplay is you're in control of Ellie and I think this is brilliant because you know and I made this connection after I beat the game but because you know and they make you play as her it's it's almost symbol. It's symbolizing that you know she knows too. She's not stupid. And at the end, when he's telling her, you know, oh, there's many like you, blah 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 blah. It's almost like he's talking down to her, like you know, she is a child, even though she, you know, she literally is a child, but mentally she is far beyond most adults in the modern age. But mm-hmm. when they give you that control of her, and you know, you have all these experiences with Joel they translate over to she knows she knows you know she knows but she she tries to get him to tell him the truth and it just broke my heart that he didn't yeah, I but she, but but ultimately because of the situation they're in and the things that have happened instead of trying to fight it she just accepts it and that's it that's all you can do I mean it's like you said at the very beginning of this like you know what's the point of dwelling on it you can't dwell on it you can't change it it's done. You just have to just go on after that. There's no point in trying to fix it. And and she knows that. She knows no matter what she does or what she says, it's what's done's been done. You know, now you just have to just accept it and try to survive. That's all you can do at the end of the day. You just try to survive to the next day. You can't fix it. <laughs> yeah. That game. It's nuts. Yeah. So and in Andy's and in Andy's game, there's absolutely no way to fix it because he killed every probable last surgeon <laughs> on the planet. So Yeah, that, I was about to say like, <laughs> every single person. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I made a new world in my image. <laughs> 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 Fucking bow. Um, yeah. All right. So any closing thoughts? Because uh, I just want to share mine. Uh, this is the best game I've played this generation, bar none. In, in every aspect, I really feel like this game's a masterpiece. Like mechanically narratively and again i mentioned several times like the literary devices in a way the script the, the the dialogue the writing and the pacing is is never been done or crafted in such a manner as this like this is i know we've had our shitty fucking jokes or whatnot and you guys hate that i mention it but i'm i'm fucking picking it right now until it can be done citizen kane of video games boom last well, of us I, I kind of agree in a sense. I, I wouldn't use that term specifically, but for me, this is the first game I've ever played where I forgot it was a game. 
Mm-hmm. I forgot. Like, like, you know, most time you'll you'll realize, oh, this is dumb. Why is this happening? Like, we made a mention of it, like that one moment in particular. Like, oh, why is this happening? Oh, yeah, it's a video game. But that that part, of, like, you know, we talked about Bioshock Infinite. We did a games club on that. And we talked about how combat by far was like the weakest part of the game. But it was still good, but it was still like part of the game. You know, and, and I think the, the way the mechanics worked, the way that it made you feel as a player, like you felt that tension, you felt that, you know, that need to survive and that, you know, that, that, you know, just being nervous, turning around every corner and, you know, using every item that you had at your own disposal. Like you got so wrapped up into those moments that you forgot that you were, you know, inputting controls to make someone that's not real move. Like it wasn't about that. It was about you being in the experience, being ingrained in it. And, and, you know, going through those motions and going through that pain and that struggle. Like, it got so deep and so real that I just, I forgot it was a game. It was mm-hmm. just, I was experiencing it. And and I think that for them to accomplish that and to be so subtle while they did it, you know, like they never, like, you know, they never disrespected their, their player. They never made things too obvious. They always kept you wondering what's going to happen. And they, they never used, like, you know, normal gaming conventions. They always switched up, always made it different. And it just it, it it blows my mind that they would have that level of talent and that time to commit to something like that. And it's 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 really a, a testament to what Naughty Dog can do. Like I I cannot imagine a, another developer that can tackle something that good and that well. Like no one on earth can do that right now, in my opinion. And to think the first game they developed was a freaking Bandicoot jumping over freaking nope. jumping on pigs. Nope. First game to develop was a digitized Mortal Kombat clone called Way of the Warrior. That was fucking ridiculous. The most ridiculous game you will ever play in your life. Well, they got popular for Bandicoot. For a fucking Bandicoot. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot was sweet, too. I like Crash Bandicoot. I'm, saying, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying that they went from a hyperbolic fucking Bandicoot that jumps on things and yells at Mario with a megaphone to... Possibly one of the greatest game, the culmination of games in this generation. The only way you can look at this game and say it is stupid is complete ignorance. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember who it was in particular, but uh, somebody made the argument that it's just a reskinned Uncharted, and I swear, I, I it was one so, of those moments. So far from that. <laughs> so somewhere, so somewhere. Somebody was like, I want to stab that person. No, I, I just kind of wanted a Jay and Silent Bob strike back him and, like, find an IP address and just beat that person up. Where's Roger like, Ebert? Too bad Roger Ebert did not see this game. Dude, it was this, like... That's what I, oh, him. man. Oh, God. Damn. Any other closing thoughts? Um, okay, so... While I agree with all you guys, I mean, I'm not saying that this game is the most fun ga- game I've played... This year, this game is not really a fun game to play. Oh, I agree. Okay, I'm not. I'm. I'm not smiling playing Last of Us. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah! I can't wait. Stickers. I love them. I love it. Um, but when it comes to a piece of art, a piece of entertainment that will most likely stand the test of time, that is well, like like everyone else, all you other guys said, well written, well paced. Uh, well voice acted. Uh, the motion cap was amazing. It's 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 the most beautiful game that that is released on any console uh, since for the last eight years, of course, because it's the end of the console cycle. But when everyone says like, "I can't wait for the next generation," this game is the next generation. 
when Naughty Dog gets their hands on the, I cannot wait to see what Naughty oh, Dog does next gen. God damn, yeah. I cannot wait. <sighs> that is going to be that mind blowing. I cannot wait. Yeah, The it, Last of Us is actually doing monumentally well in Japan, and that says a lot considering it's a very Western game. Like the only yeah. Western game that did as well as The Last of Us is doing right now in Japan is Skyrim. Because so. it's Skyrim. Like, there's just so many lines that it chose to cross, and it did, it hit every nail on the head. Uh, the magnum opus of video games right now. Mm-hmm. The it, best of the best. You can't touch it. It, it, re- it really sets Naughty Dog as possibly one of the best developers out there, bar none. I mean, it, it like, just sets them up. I mean, how many games they released this generation? Four, like, four games mm-hmm. this generation? And this one's going to be game of the year contender, if not all out going to win game of the year from a lot of outlets. Uncharted 2 won game of the year. I don't know. Did Uncharted 3 win a lot of game of the year? Yes. No. Yeah. So really? Not as so much as Uncharted 2, but Uncharted okay. 3 did win so game of the year. So you're looking at three out of the four games they've released this generation have all been game of the year contenders or winners. That is a great record. Yeah. Uncharted it, 2 won more out of, like, oh Uncharted 2 won over, like, 56 mm-hmm. game of the year awards. Yeah, but well, I mean, I mean, regardless, after that, I mean, this is your measuring stick right now. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can't top it. I don't think this is an original IP, first of the yeah. Last of Us. And honestly, if, if they never came out with another, if they never yeah. did a sequel, I'd be okay oh, with it. I mean, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I would like to revisit it, but that's just my selfishness, you know. A, a, as a piece of work, you know, a, as a form of media, like it's it's kind of selfish for me to want more. But I really do. I appreciate really it standing do. alone on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it should. I think it should. I'll tell you what. I mean, this year we've, we've already had, I mean, we had Tomb Raider, which was great, Bioshock Infinite, and Last of Us. There's still more games to come. This this generation is going out with a bang. It's not... Yeah, it, it really hit its mark. I mean, it's insane. We, we, we definitely we still got Grand Theft Auto Five in... Uh... Saints Row 4 next month, which uh, is... Man, I don't want to say really Game need... of the Year contender. But... Oh, please don't. <laughs> it should um, be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So episode end, y'all. Episode sure. end. Yep. All right, everybody. So if you like what you listen to, because you know, I mean, why not? Uh, Press Podge Radio's Games Club. I mean, we do quite a few of these. Uh. I, I honestly say that I think I got definitely way more invested in this one than the last one. Only because, I don't know. It's like, when you think about Bioshock Infinite more and more, it, it's not as good. It, like, it slowly starts getting shittier and shittier. And I'm like, god damn it. Wish it was better. So that's that's just, and I don't care. That's just the impression I'm going to, you know, continue on having. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it's definitely... We'll have this discussion in about six months, most likely. Yeah, when we, we, when we get to the Golden yeah, Zonkeys, if we get to the Golden Zonkeys, I, I guarantee you that I will probably still feel the same way and I wouldn't be quick to nominate Bioshock as the most one of the most disappointing things of the year. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Okay. Now no, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Because <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say that 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 is a that is a bold statement, my friend. Hey, 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 you want a special edition of Versus? There it is right there. Oh. I'm sorry. Are we talking about disappointments <laughs> because there's this game that came out it makes me sad. <laughs> and we're not allowed to speak of it. In front we're not allowed. It, it's off a very popular movie franchise. <laughs> uh, Centennial Warrior, I think, maybe? I don't know. 
I don't even know what you're talking about. So my, he's, he's, talking, he's, talking, he's talking about aliens, colonial wars, guys. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that. Who honestly had high expectations? Let's raise uh, their hands. Me, Bert, all of our friends. Yeah, we, we had hopes. Oh, me especially. Like I'm a big Aliens fan, so oh. You buy, you buy yourself an Atari Jaguar. You go and you get Aliens versus Predators on that, and then you settle. You just watch Alien and Aliens, and that's it. That's all yeah, you do. And that's it. That's all you need. Because every every okay. other piece of Aliens fiction is fucking awful. I, I don't know. I still can't really get behind Prometheus either. Just, yeah. I don't know. But the, the, everybody's so divided on Prometheus. They either love it or hate it. Uh, I don't so middle of the road. But... So we're also critics. We like to think we're critics. So if, if you want to hear uh, of our uh, critique, you can come to the website, read our reviews. We talk about previews, editorials. We love interacting with our listeners and our readers. So definitely come check out some of our written works. I mean, uh, my very late Remember Me review will be posted up. And then also tagging up some Time and Eternity. Uh, Sarah has got some other reviews down the line in Bullet Heaven. Uh, we've got some Play Play install. We're going to do Hellraiser, Tokyo Jungle, and Remember Me for uh, Play Play soon. And uh, I'm going to be limelighting uh akumanji dracula kun barakta uh or you know demon kid castle kid dracula whatever it's it's the famicom kid dracula game because i got it about that hey, at we, east we can get some co-op going on some uh tokyo jungle i wouldn't mind to try yeah, that yeah yeah that's what i'm saying i got that too hey we What's could, up? why don't we turn that into a game fest wait no no, 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 no we can on. get on that game i was about to say tokyo jungle is local co-op guys i don't think it's online co-op Oh, all right, yeah. come to Ohio. I want to invade. <laughs> I want to be a deer. No, I bought. I'm fuck you guys up with my shih tzu. Uh, I, I bought. I bought all the DLC characters too, or all the D DLC animals. So we've even got the man. So yeah, fucking weirdest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, um, that's gonna be an awesome play play. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see some play plays, some bullet heavens. Oh, we got a limelight this week. Got some reviews hitting the pipeline. Got uh, our versus feature coming up, where I shame James. And make it rhyme, make it all uh -huh. and catch you like that. It's gonna be nice. All I have to do to shame you is have someone play that game nowadays, and then you'll be shamed. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's all you need to do. Um, if you or, like the podcast, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Or watch a video of it because I hope you don't have to play it. Did you know? Hold on. I I just learned about this today. Uh, from uh, I don't know if it was Sega Bits or Did You Know Gaming, but they re-released Shenmue in Japan as U.S. Shenmue. Where they kept the American voice acting. Oh, why would they do such a thing? I, I, I was, it was really weird. I did not know about that. So, because like, they do that often. Like, uh, did you know that Super Mario Brothers Two, like our Super Mario Brothers Two, uh, got a re-release in Japan as Super Mario Brothers Two USA, mm -hmm. and then uh, they did that with uh, Mystical Quest for the Super NES. It was just called Final Fantasy USA. So. <laughs> So, uh, that is just so they really need weird. more reasons to hate us, is what we keep throwing at them. Is you know, hey, here's another reason to hate Western gaming. Yeah, <laughs> listen Pretty to much. our awful voice actors and play Mystic Quest because that that is a horrible game. Uh, I don't know. It's not that bad. Okay, moving on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Are, are you going to be one of those dudes that hates on Secret of Evermore? Um, is that the one with the kid and the dog? Yes, I like that one. Good. All right. But, see. Uh, yeah, but I just don't like Mystic Quest because it's a piece of shit. James, you're very much a two out of a three friend. 
Like, you were just like, <laughs> like oh, that fucking guy. But then I'm like, nah, I like him. He's all right. But anyway, if you like the podcast, speaking of two out of threes, don't do that. But if you like it, you know, review us. Review us uh, on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher. And uh, soon we're going to be on Last.fm. Uh, also, like I said, we're we're going to be limelighting, so we're on Twitch. Dude, follow us and fan us on Twitch and be a part of our forum community. I mean, we love interacting with with everybody, especially dudes who drop random links on our Facebook wall. I mean, keep doing that shit. We we love our fans. So Yeah, and I like making fun of them when they send us letters, so keep on doing that too. Yeah, I haven't checked the email box, but if you want to be berated by Andrew and James, I'm, I'm sure you can Yay. do that at yeah. uh, mailbag at presspodradio.com, or you can call our voicemail at 469-PPR-TALK and leave a message, which we can play, which we haven't done in a while. I mean, we'll get around to doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's all the house cleaning. Um, until then, this is Georgia Boy's Axe, and uh, Ellen Page is a bitch. Toast and baby games for life. I'm James, and I can't think of anything important to say. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Bert. See y'all for the D and D podcast, which you won't hear me much in. <laughs> <laughs> That's all beeps. <laughs> That's all beeps and beeps. <laughs>